Kenichiwa, mini, 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 mini san. Hello, this is Danny from the Famicast, and I just have a quick editor's note before we go ahead and get into the episode. Due to the episode being live and all of that type of stuff, this sound quality might not be exactly what you're used to with our normal episodes, but I can assure you that I've done everything I can to make sure that it sounds great, so sit back and enjoy the episode. Kenichiwa, mini, 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 mini san. Okay, hello and welcome to Live Famicast 25. I'm your host, Danny Bivens. Uh, I want to apologize for the bit of a delay here. We had a couple of different technical difficulties, but things seem to have worked themselves out. Uh, as long as you can hear me right now, we're good to go. Uh, so here today, we have our usual group of guys. We have, of course, with us, Mr. Minoru Yamaizumi. Hello. What's up, man? I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, too, we have Mr. Ty Shugart. Beware, I live. He lives. He's not dead, not yet. And, of course, from the other side of the planet, we have Mr. Nintendon, who's probably going to sing us a song. Not today. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, Okay. come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Okay. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Man, you got me way too excited there. <laughs> cool. Come on, it, 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 you just need one sentence to rule it all. Yeah. Come on, you just need that one. It's all good. I can fix it, don't worry. Okay. Well, um, with the nature of a live episode, we could have a couple of other problems happen just because it's the internet and... You know, things just happen. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and try our best to see what we can do. Uh, As we had mentioned in uh, the article on the site, you know, we're going to give you guys a chance to give us a call so that you can talk to us and also give a chance to win some prizes. And um, if you want to take a look at the prizes, we got a lot of cool stuff there. Don and I have kind of donated some stuff. Also, uh, one note about the eShop cards. Uh... I mean, yes, I'm still going to offer three of them. Usually the, it's going to be the minimum amount of money per region, so it's like something like 15 20 bucks, something like that. But yeah. in the worst-case scenario where I can't get you an actual card, I can maybe PayPal you money or something, so whatever. But anyway... Well, it's, that's only, it's only applyable to, like, the UK and a few other parts. We'll because figure something Because otherwise out. we will be able to get the codes. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know... Whatever, we'll figure it out. But let's go ahead and get started with the show. And I'm going to go ahead and kick us off here with new business. I've been playing a couple of new different games. Uh, one game that I've been playing that i kind of been talking about for the past couple of months is Sayonara Umihara Kawase. It's uh, kind of this uh, platforming game. And it just came out on 3DS. It kind of has like a pretty long legacy. Uh, started out in the Super Nintendo. And um, w- one of the cool things about this game that kind of sets it apart from other I guess you can say uh, platformers is you have like this it's essentially a grappling hook but it's called a lure and um, 
you use it to kind of get yourself all over the place, uh, you know, pull yourself onto other platforms and stuff like that. And um, like I said, I guess some more about just the game in general. And you might want to keep in uh, keep in mind some of the stuff I'm saying because it might come up as a question later on in the show if you want to win a prize. So listen to every word we say. Take notes. Maybe. Maybe not. Beware. Be- <laughs> exactly. Well, onto ye. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this game. This game is really, really weird. Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to describe a little bit, like the, this whole background of the whole game. But essentially, it's like these worlds that are. There's like these weird fish walking around with legs, and I don't know eels and stuff slithering around on like the platforms and crap. It's really weird and. Uh, uh, I guess to defeat like these different types of enemies, you have to shoot your lure at them, and then you could like just run into them and pick them up. And the goal is that you're trying to get to the end of this. At the end of the stage, there's like a door, and you're just trying to make your way there. And like I said, using the lure to kind of get all over the place, you can do this. And um, actually, with this game, I, I kind of beat it yesterday. Uh, there's apparently like 50 stages, but I fought the final boss after facing like going through like nine stages. So I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff to do because there's a lot of like secret doors that are really, really hard to get to. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm trying to do that. And one of the cool things this game has too, it has like online leaderboards. So basically based on how much time you get through a level, which levels are really really short usually you can get through them in like a minute or so so but it, it kind of has like that super meat boy type of thing where you're dying a lot and it's just you know really frustrating and stuff but yeah so how do you find the the controls in the game because i heard from some people that it's clunky you know it, one, one thing i didn't like you're forced to use the d-pad on the 3ds which okay it's kind of small. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I can't play for really, really long periods of time because I start cramping up. But, you know, I don't think it's really that clunky. I think it's pretty good. Sometimes, if you're using the lure, which you can activate by either pressing Y or R, and if you hold it, you know, they'll, the lure will stick to wherever it's went to. And then... Okay. If you're hanging from, like, a ledge, you can press, like, down to, like, shoot your character up and then press up to kind of lower them down. And um, yeah. and then when they're, like, swinging around and stuff, you can, basically based on their trajectory or whatever, you can shoot them up to different areas. It's really weird and hard to get used to because it, to swing with this thing, if you press, like, left and right, you're not really <laughs> controlling it that much. You just have to kind of just do this whole physics type of thing and just kind of pay attention to where the character's bouncing around at. So... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird game. It's a really, really weird game. And um, actually, I read something last night that apparently that they're thinking about bringing this game over to the West, which is kind of yeah. Odd. They already they 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 have shopped around at E3. The developers. Really? Yeah. And yeah. These, I mean, these are the same guys that made Code of Princess and uh, release that and stuff. So I mean, yeah. Who who knows <laughs> what's going to happen. I mean, I think it's a fun game. It's not perfect visually. It's not really, doesn't really look that great. But I mean, 
if this is some kind of an eShop game that's probably like, you know, I don't know, 20 bucks, maybe 15 bucks, I think it'd be worth it. But, you know, for the 50 bucks I paid, I don't know. You'd have to be uh, <laughs> interested in a certain type of game to do this. So, I don't know. A certain video game, if you will. <laughs> exactly. So A weird game where you die a lot? That yeah. sounds like my kind of game, really. Yeah, actually, Ty, you might even <laughs> like this, man. I mean, it's it's really challenging. I mean, I, I haven't got this mad at a game for... Excuse me, adjust my mic. I haven't got this mad at a game for a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> sitting there playing, dying, and just... Uh, yeah. Oh. The game. This game will be the bane of your existence. It might be, because I want to finish more than nine or ten stages. <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out later. Yeah, man. I, I wish they had a demo for this because I think a lot of people, could, if they played it, maybe they can decide whether this is for them or not. But um, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, Danny, uh, um, I heard uh, there are some playable characters. Mm-hmm. Are you play- mm, is it true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are. There, I mean, you can obviously play as you know the main girl and stuff, and uh, you can get different costumes for her. And then, yeah, there are other characters. And from what I can tell, some of them have different like abilities and stuff. Uh, like this one stage, I I needed to get past a certain point where you had to basically be going like really fast. And one kind of cool thing too, they have like different elements, not just platforming. There's, like, conveyor belts and all sorts of other weird stuff, but it's like this one section, you jump off from this ledge, you land on this conveyor belt, and you just keep running, and if you're the main, regular main character, you can't make it, like, past these kind of long jumps, even though you're going pretty fast, um, but I did it when I was, like, a different character. But, yeah, they're, they're at least so far, I think I have, like, four or five different characters, so. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Minota, did you play like the Super Famicom version of this or anything? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've been interested in it. Yeah. What now? Mm, I, I, I have been mm, interested in this series, but I have never played it. I see. Apparently, there's a version out on the DS that's really good. Uh, I was looking on Amazon last night. It's like, hey, maybe I'll buy that. And it's like, hey, this is 9,000 yen, like 90 bucks. No thanks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, DS, PlayStation, PSP, Super Famicom, where it started, Super Famicom. Um, yeah, it's it's all over the place. But, uh, yeah, interesting game. I'm probably going to play a little bit more. I might have more to say about it in the next Famicast. We'll just have to see. So, You're possibly uh, one, not going to talk about it next month, are you? I, I probably won't. But, you know, yeah. just maybe. <laughs> Uh, one other game I've been playing that I think's been talked a lot about on other podcasts is Donkey Kong. And Country. we talked about it even last month. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, which I bought the same day I bought Sayonara Umehara Kowase, and um, I played through the first world. I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, yeah, I, I think the 3D looks great. That, I mean, that, platforming's that, that pretty shed, good. That shadowy level, just like I told you, looks amazing in 3D, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks incredible. So. Yeah. Have okay. It's, so I know Don, yeah. you've played it. Yep. And have Ty or Minota, you guys played this game yet? No. Um, Country. 
I think I played the Wii version for five minutes at E3. <laughs> Couldn't get enough of that waggle, huh? Uh. <laughs> yeah. What were they thinking? Uh, I Luckily, really... this version is waggle-free. Yeah, yes. dude. Yeah, we talked about that uh, last month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll actually, like, you know, look at the game now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it. I think it's really good on a handheld platform, and it's yeah, it's just a fun game too. So, and without waggle, it's even better. So, but nothing else to say, really. Yeah, that's about that's about it, really. <laughs> I mean, I mean we, we covered all the like the major grinds like last month. It feels like a bit awkward to talk about all of that stuff again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that. it's Donkey Kong Country Returns without waggle. What you see is what you get. Exactly. And, and nice 3D visuals, actually. The, the game looks really nice in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I believe Ty is going to be uh, next up on New Business. Uh, one comment I want to make to you guys out there listening, if you want to give us a call in, go ahead and contact just.bake. He's in the chat. Um, kind of directing traffic and stuff like that. And I think after Ty's new business, we're going to try to have a caller come in. So we're going to go ahead and try to get this stuff set up. So, But in the meantime, Ty's going to go ahead and tell us about what he's been playing. Oh, yeah. What have I been playing? I've been playing weird games where you die a lot. <laughs> you? Yeah, like, um, you know, after uh, hearing so much about Dark Souls... Like over the last couple of months from Minoru, I went and bought it. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I played um, maybe like the first six hours or so like on my live stream. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, it, it's like a lot of fun if you can see the humor in your own gruesome death. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die a lot and... If you're the kind of person that gets really mad at video games, it might not be for you, but, like, if you could just roll with it, like, you know, whenever you fall off a cliff or (laughs) get stomped on by a dragon or any number of giant awful creatures, it's totally for you. (laughs) Uh, Then I won't play this. I will just say a lot. Yeah. Um, I really... Aside from, uh, you know, being really fun and challenging, like, um, yeah, like, I feel if you're the kind of person that likes God Hand, you'll like this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Except it's not nearly as fast as God Hand. It's, it's very slow, very deliberate. You have to think very carefully about how you handle things. Hmm. Um, but I really like the the online um, features of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can get an item that will let you scribble a message somewhere in the game, just like on a wall or a floor, and uh, other players online will see it. And I, I guess it's kind of a limited vocabulary of words you can use, but still, like, some really funny and snarky messages get through, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and helpful hints sometimes. That's good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with course, a game like that, I think that's stain, definitely necessary, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you find a blood, 
a blood stain in the game, that's where some other player died. You can hit the button and kind of see like a, an instant replay of what just happened to them, and then either gain some useful information or, you know, just laugh at their misfortune. <laughs> Mostly laugh <laughs> as they like <laughs> fall off a cliff or whatever. <laughs> you poor bastard. Yeah. I always feel like somebody needs to take that sort of idea, like that's punishing gameplay and then those replays, but then look like completely over the, t- over the top, like television style. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I love YouTube. <laughs> um, you know, replays and highlights and things. It's good times. Yeah. It is. But yes, but integrating that directly into the game, that's smart. <laughs> okay. So, is there something else? Uh, what about Dark Souls? Oh, something else you played? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Playing the PS2 classic Disc Gaia. Mm-hmm. PS2 is old enough to have classic games now. <laughs> do, do you do you want to hear something funny about me? Yes. I, I I played this guy three and four. I never played the original. Huh. Well, I grabbed it off PSN for ten bucks. Okay. Kind of on an impulse, and yeah, it's really funny. It's kind of addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good times. Check it out. Okay. Um. Yeah, I feel like I don't need to talk about that a lot because I <laughs> feel a lot of people played it if they already want to. But you should check it out. There's there's even a version on the Nintendo system if you want to go that route. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, the, the Nintendo DS version was a bit on, a bit like under the weather, but it was still like a great game regardless of platform. I mean, it's it's a fantastic game. It's, yep. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I can't talk about that one of quality, but it seems like all of the those Disguise games have been pretty consistent in their writing and how they play. So. I mean, I I could I could be, speak some value to it. I, I believe that's good fun enough. So, I possibly need to play that original sometime in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, ten bucks. Okay. Let's see, I bought a, a quote-unquote new PC, mm-hmm. and I've been uh, jumping into the Team Fortress Two uh, Japan scene. Is that a big scene? Well, uh, there there are full servers, so yeah, you can get get online, play some TF2. Cool. Yeah. So there is a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just just get just... in there, play Team Fortress Two. Uh, I like to change my name on Steam all the time to whatever funny thing crosses my mind. Mm. Lately, I've been big American hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming the scene for Team Fortress 2 is a little bit bigger than the scene for Mortal Kombat in Japan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like there's more than two people on there. <laughs> yeah. If anybody out there missed that before, we had a, a great conversation about Mortal Kombat fans in Japan. And <laughs> two there them. are a couple... Yeah, <laughs> please uh, dig through our backlog and find whatever episode that was because yeah. it was gold. I think it was two episodes ago. So yeah, definitely check that out. It was a funny conversation. 
Was something with a geocide or something? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, what's his name? White. His internet nickname is White Lotus of Westwood Studios. I think is what it's called, or West <laughs> something. He has a geocities.jp site, and he has made like all this, all these amazing uh, comics and art about Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not like typical Jan- Japanese anime style at all. It's it's highly unique, sort of very Western flavored actually, and it's it's, it's incredibly interesting. So check that guy out. Yeah. Definitely unique. Definitely not something that you typically find here in Japan. Yeah. Man, Western games in Japan. <laughs> okay, um, so last weekend, no, two, we- two weeks ago, I was at a uh, schoolgirls tournament. Mm-hmm. And it, it got sponsored with prizes for a marvelous AQL. Did Shout you have to, like, to them, wear t-shirts public- with stickers all over them or something like that? Kind of like a car. <laughs> um, no, I got, I got a gift certificate. Yeah, I, I, I got quote unquote in the money. <laughs> a second, you're place. rich. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a rousing success. The hmm. entire tournament is up on YouTube somewhere. I'll probably link it in the chat in a minute. So yeah, that was cool. Cool. And last weekend, um. Some of you guys out there may know Random, a.k.a. Mega Ran, hmm. does uh, those amazing video game-themed raps. Yep. Yeah, so he was on a Japan tour along with a Kickstarter, and uh, I'm a fan, so I went to one of his shows. It was very nice. Funny enough, he was also at E3, and like um, the guys from the music site Noble wanted, actually asked me to if I wanted to, like, Sit down with him for a few minutes, but I didn't have the time. Uh, that's a downer because he, yeah. he's a, a really cool dude. He's very friendly. Mm-hmm. He has a Kickstarter going right now, so give him all your money. We should uh, <laughs> promote that Kickstarter in some fashion, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, I went to his show, and uh, there was a special guest, Michiru Yamane, who you may know from video games. <laughs> I mean, she's the composer of the Castlevania Symphony of the Night soundtrack and many other games. Also, right Skullgirls. Cool. <laughs> that yeah, game that's... I like. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I meet uh, her. I like Skullgirls, too. It's a great Yeah, game. I met her. She's she's a very nice lady. Is she hot? Uh, <laughs> she... Well, she she's a very classy lady. Okay. She, yeah. I was kind of joking. She looks good for serious. for her age. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Going to things and playing video games. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Cool. Well, I was told by our man behind the scenes, Mr. Justin Baker, that we have somebody lined up for a call and we would like to bring you on to give you a chance to talk to us for a little bit and uh, have a chance to win a prize. And uh, just a note out there, I brought up all these questions myself. I didn't have anybody else really look at them, or if they looked at them, they didn't say anything. (laughs) So 
I don't know if these are going to be hard or easy or whatever, but um, yeah, just give us a couple seconds here. We're going to go ahead and try to get a caller on, and um, yeah, so, and it looks like we have him coming on. Hello. Hey, it's, is it anger? Is that right? Yep. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh dear. Cool. It sounds yeah. like my life. Yeah, it's 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 early in the morning here. Okay, where Very where are you early. at? Well, here as well. So that makes mm-hmm. two of us. Yeah, I think we're in the same time zone, actually. Oh, oh where are you calling from? Uh, Germany. Oh, yeah, awesome. then, then we are definitely in the same time zone. I'm, I'm in the Netherlands, so. Cool, cool. Well, um, did you have a question you want to ask us, or do you want to try to win a prize, or comment, or anything? Um, or? Both, actually. Okay. So, um, I wanted to ask, um, why are uh, Japanese publishers sometimes so reluctant to bring uh, their games to the West, especially to Europe? Mm-hmm. My I, answer to that I, is they, they routinely use poor judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's probably a mix of that and maybe just looking at it and they're thinking, well, we don't know if this game's going to sell. And especially, well, within like the past couple of months, like the exchange rate has kind of been changing a bit. I think even in Europe and, you know, in America and stuff. So that probably has some kind of an influence on what they decide to do and what they don't decide to do. Because, um, I mean, they were simply just losing a lot of money on just, you know, exchange rate stuff for a while. So maybe that stuff's going to change. I, I really don't know. But Yeah, I, yeah it's, a, it, it's a difficult one, actually, because publishers are even reluctant on saying there are real answers on why they don't bring that stuff over. And sometimes it's it's mostly because there's no opportunity there because some companies don't have a well enough presence in Europe or don't have contact with the right people within that organization in Europe to get like to get those games over in some way or capacity. Um, especially with our situation anger in Europe we don't have for example Atlas. So we ha- were completely focused with Atsuma Games, who made uh, Code of Princess, to release that on our eShop. Um, without that release, we would have never gotten that game even to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a hard situation to say. Um, I think mostly they look at their sales in Japan first and foremost, and most of the games, like 3DS-wise and like other platforms have been modest sometimes. In particular, in a good case was even with, let's say, EX Troopers that had terrible sales. They said beforehand that it would never come over, but with the sales that they currently have, it seemed even less likely. Right, right. Cool. So well, I think um, it's time to uh, do your quizzy thing. I think so too. So, Anger, are you ready to win a million dollars? Or one my body is ready. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> this question is something that 
uh, well, it's about something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. So mm-hmm. here we go. And this is, just so you know, this is a multiple choice question. There are four uh, different, you know, uh, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever, for you to pick from. Uh, wait until I'm done saying all of the answers and stuff, and then just let me know, and, uh, you know, I can repeat if you need to. So, all right, here we go. When was the Nintendo 64 DD released in Japan? A, 1997. B, 2013. C, 1999. D, 2001. Um, I'm going to go with C, 1999. And anger. I'm sorry, but you're right! So, you get to win one of our prizes. So, uh, after you go ahead and get off the call, go ahead and talk to Justin, uh, the guy that brought mm-hmm. you onto the call, and uh, choose a prize. And, you know, later we why can... Why can't we can choose a prize on the air? That seems more fun. Well, if, if you want to, sure. Yeah. I don't know. It might take time to think about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm actually pretty set. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to go for the Super Famicom version of Final Fantasy VI. Okay, right on. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man. You know, I will tell you this about the game. I was going to test it out last night, went to my friend's house who has a Super Famicom, and then a Super Famicom broke, so I couldn't test out the cartridge <laughs> to see if it works. But it, it comes with a really nice box, instruction manual, all the inserts, so it looks great. So, <laughs> All right, well, just get your contact information and all that stuff to Justin, and we'll get that stuff sent out to you as soon as we can, okay? Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Anger. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. All right. So, one prize down. And next up on new business is Mr. Minoru Yamazumi. Okay. Uh, After I beat Dark Souls in freaking 112 hours... That's all? Yeah. Sorry? That's, That's all? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt like playing something totally different. Uh, this is a 3DS title published by Nintendo. The series started with a DS title, yes. which sold more than 2 million copies worldwide. Mm-hmm. So this is no niche title. Mm-hmm. However, NWR didn't review neither of them. What a mm. shame. And I, Minoru and I were talking about this last night, and I am still baffled of what this game is. And I know when I hear it, I'm going to, like, shoot myself in the foot. Maybe literally. Okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any idea what this game is? Just tell us. It's for me way too early to go and guess stuff. <laughs> I, I have, I have right. no idea, man. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. The answer is Styles Heavy Translated for 3DS. <laughs> uh, oh, nice! Yeah, which is also known in Europe as New Style Boutique. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got it because I'm. Can, can, can I can I say one thing? I own the game. Wow. So go ahead. I'm interested in knowing what you have to say. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm being into fashion these days. Uh, this happened once in a few years. Maybe because I need to replenish my wardrobe in this cycle. Yeah. La- last time I was into fashion, I played the, the original style savvy for DS. I won all okay. competitions and became a kind of world champion. And <laughs> yes, and I was still hey. playing when an NPC suddenly said to me, "Thank you for playing for such a long time." <laughs> and this is kind of secret message. Yeah, and just I played it hell of a lot. So yeah. some some <laughs> listeners may not be familiar with the series. It's a fashion store management simulator. Your avatar is a girl. You can't choose its gender. She starts as a part-timer of a shop, but only a few days later, you will succeed it, which is one of the millions of unrealistic moments in this game. <laughs> you know, this, this game is for girls, not for other guys like us. There are tons of shit that look weird to us. Even people's faces, gestures, and physics look weird. But you gotta get used to them. And anyway, uh, the main gameplay is helping your customers. It starts with speaking to a customer. She replies, for example, I got soaked through by the rain, so I want an innerwear. I like casual ones. Then, according to her request, you choose one or more fashion items which you think is best for the customer from your stock. Next, Mm -hmm. the customer brings their choice to the fitting room, even if it's a hat or a bag and closes a curtain. Mm-hmm. Then customer shows herself with your choice on and makes a judgment. <laughs> mm, this is the most gamey part aside from competitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this game, only here your performance affects the result and according to the result, you get some money and experience points in a bottle. A hmm. bottle of experience points makes the moon full for some unknown reason. Of course. And more fashion brands and events are unlocked. By the power of the moon, are you fashion? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, customer's judgment is one of the following four. The worst one is no good for one or more reasons. For example, it's beyond her budget or the item doesn't match her preference or too heavy or too light dressing for the season. In this game, interestingly, uh, months are synchronized with the real calendar for 3DS. So, for example, in July, if you choose an innerwear, a shirt, and a jacket at the same time, there's mm-hmm. no chance to sell all of them hmm. at once um, because of overdressing. If you get no good three times from a customer, you are out. And that is to say, the customer goes out. Uh, the second pattern is undecided, where you have a chance to choose a sales talk from two, like, this item definitely gives you a new charm, and tongue-in-cheek, and depending on your choice, she decided to or not buy it. The third pattern of her judgment is okay, she just buys it. Mm-hmm. And the best result is, so to speak, a home run. On opening the curtain, she breaks into a dance of joy against some ridiculous background <laughs> effects and a jingle. And she often wants more items. Hmm. I think uh, hitting a home run in this game is much more difficult than in the previous title. 
Iwata asks Toad, this sequel has a more complicated and realistic flowchart of the judgment process. Mm-hmm. So probably this is why. But helping customers one by one is usually very satisfying and addictive. You have hmm. always at least one customer, so it's difficult to stop working. On the other hand, in the previous title, you often have no customers in the store, and you have a few strategies to attract customers. You can hold a sale, try to sell some items by direct mail, and so on. But pretty much all of these shop management strategies are gone in the 3DS version. Instead, it has many places for girls to visit, such as a cafe, an amusement park, or a lavender field where you can see your customers wearing exactly the same outfits you choose, which is kind of embarrassing, especially when I'm not so confident that I did a good job for her. I have never experienced such a feeling before I played this game. Anyway, when you see your customers, you have some chat with them, and this is totally inconsequential. Compared with the previous one, and this game may be more of a girl's life simulator than a shop management simulator. Hmm. Yeah. To get back to the core gameplay mechanics of helping customers, their request is usually twofold. First half is about item types, such as inner or outer wares, tops, bottoms, on PCs, shoes, bags, etc. Sometimes the request type is more specific, like zines among pants, mm-hmm. but still you uh, you have no trouble finding a requested type of items because the menu has a search function. The second part of the request is taste, such as casual, girly, feminine, ethnic, classic, retro, luxury, and so on. Mm-hmm. Each of 16 tastes is represented by a brand which makes it very easy to choose an item of requested taste. Mm-hmm. Also, you can search items, not only types, but also by taste. So if you just want to hit a single, not a home run, this game is <laughs> very easy and a little more than chores. But um, this may not be a serious issue, I think, because this game is a sandbox game in essence. Mm-hmm. When you lay items in stock, you get a copy of them in your private closet as well, so that you can wear any of them anytime. Mm-hmm. And you can change not only your outfits, but also hairstyle, the color of your hair, eyes, and even skin via a tanning or whiting salon. <laughs> Furthermore, you can change pretty much everything about your room and store as you like, such as interior and BZM. I think you don't have to care about non-apparel stuff so much, but you need to be very serious, at least when choosing outfits for your customers and avatar, to enjoy this game to the full. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this game is a little more than chores, like I said. You have to do your own best aesthetically, even if your effort doesn't have any consequence in game. This mm-hmm. is why I think it's a sandbox game. By the way, uh, one of the new features of this game is men's fashion. In the previous game, you have no men's items or male customers. This time around, you have men's staff and a male salesperson who you can dress as you like. 
maybe some of you guys started to think like, awesome, playing this game, I can be stylish in the real world. But <laughs> honestly, you shouldn't anticipate too much. First, <laughs> remember, uh, the original game, uh, the original Japanese title is girls mode, not guys mode. <laughs> Main function is, is not the primary focus, and the game has much less brands, uh, brands, tastes, and items of men's fashion. And more important is that this game this, um, disregards some crucial aspects of real-life fashion. The best example will be size. All mm-hmm. the customers have the same physique, which is very skinny as supermodels, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and all items come in a single size. Of course, I wouldn't want to be bothered about stock management, like, oops, this item is out of stock, only Excel, so I can't <laughs> sell it to this gigantic girl. But in real life, size really matters. For yeah. example, to me, L or XL items are all useless. And there are some coordinated tips depending on your physical build, like... It's advisable that fatties shouldn't wear such and such kind of clothes. <laughs> yeah. So I think this kind of stuff can be implemented in the aforementioned judgment flowchart in an interesting mm. way. It might be interesting and make this game more practical. If customers differ in physique like NES ice hockey, they are normal, skinny, or plump in the same height. <laughs> and if the physique, physique variation has some effects on the co- coordinate evaluation flowchart. In reality, this game as it is, puts too much emphasis on tastes and fictional brands. And like I said, you can successfully help pretty much every customer only <coughs> by certain items for taste. So I'm not sure if by playing this game you can be style savvy or gain practical knowledge and understanding of fashion. Mm-hmm. But Still, I think this game is worth playing because it is likely to change how you see the real world, or more specifically, girls' clothing styles on the street. You know, we usually pick out clothes only once in a day from our own small wardrobe. (laughs) This game makes you choose items from one customer to another from a huge stock. In other words, playing this game is like joining a fashion boot camp Mm-hmm. As a result, now I can closely check a passerby's outfits in just one or two seconds. Checking people's outfits is now really interesting to me. <laughs> I can appreciate their effort and styling much more minutely than before. And sometimes I can think of an alternative. Also, sometimes I even learn ideas for how to coordinate an item in my shop stock with others, uh, with others from passerby's outfits. Mm-hmm. I'm gazing at people's clothes these days, but hardly <laughs> watch their faces. So, <laughs> apparently, they hardly consider me suspicious and never report me to the police. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I really recommend this game to listeners. You know, now you can pick up a new copy at less than 10 bucks in North America. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's my new business. Wait, so how much did you pay for this? I downloaded it, oh, so God. I paid the full price. <laughs> I got my wow. copy for got my copy for free with the Nintendo 3DS campaign in Europe. Huh. Wow, I envy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I could have swore that uh, Carmine, because I think he wrote like a preview about this game last year. And I thought he was going to review it, but huh? Wow. Guess not. Let's do a review, Minoru. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that may be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I can do it. Yeah, you know, yes. you almost have me sold. If I could find this game for like the equivalent of ten bucks here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very unique game. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, is that all you got for us here today, Minoru? Yes. Okay, cool. And next, with new business, Don is going to tell us what he's been playing. Hello. Hello. So, I have the best lineup of Wii U games ever to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm just joshing <laughs> with here. Um, let's talk about New Super Luigi U, which came out uh, the week after E3 when I got directly home from the plane. I was looking for something to play, and that was the su- the first thing I've played. Um, I really like it. Um, I was kind of done with the um, with the New Super Mario Bros. games after like two and U. I was kind of burned out by them, mm-hmm. and thought from Oh yeah, Luigi U is coming out. I don't know if I'm going to play this. Um, <laughs> then I downloaded anyway uh, from the Japanese eShop. So I got it like a day before everybody else. <laughs> and and directly dove into it. Uh, the levels are pretty short, like pretty compact. And they're way smaller than um, like, like normal... Um, Things you would find in the regular game, but it makes it more. It makes it more. They at least then don't outlive their welcome. And the other part is they're way challenging than like the original game, uh, which is a good thing because I found in places I found like New Super Mario What Is You. Not that that's a bad game, but I found some places a bit dull. And the challenge is really exciting. Just 106 on the clock. You have no time for exploration. Just fast forward action. Hmm. And for 20 bucks, <clears throat> I can really recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun. Like multiplayer is now more hectic because of those new rules. So I don't really care for the multiplayer in this one. Right. Um, but if you're looking for like like a single player game to play and um, you you can play this like in a couple of like three to four hours so it, it's um, it is still pretty packed with uh, the stuff you like from the previous games but enough stuff that's cool and interesting in between and of course the, the physics with Luigi uh, add additionally new depth to it as well yeah, I I haven't picked this up yet. Actually, a uh, guilty confession: I haven't even beat uh, New Super Mario Brothers U yet, um, and I got it at launch. I I, compl- I completed New Super Mario Brothers U in like three or four worlds with just using shortcuts. So I <laughs> <laughs> can say enough of those things as well. Hmm. Um, but I played this one all the way through, like just through the regular stand-up of worlds. And it's mm-hmm. a bit disappointing like that, that the map screen is still the exact same as like the previous game. Uh. Um, but there's uh, enough there to keep you like engaged, you could say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, if you are looking for something to play and you have a Wii U, well, pick that one up when um, like the retail version comes out if you don't have the regular game, because... 
I think I enjoyed this one more. Huh. Yeah, I mean, for me, I like challenging platformers. I'm not saying I'm great at them, <laughs> but I don't know. When things are, like, too easy, like... I, get, I mean, I they're still really fair, though. The levels are still insanely fair in New Super Luigi U. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I yes. think you could still still beat it. I mean, they don't become too frustrating because they are short. Uh -huh. So you can still get get a good time out of it. Uh -huh. hmm. Like, so, so like I, I was saying really earlier with Sayonara Umihara Kawase, I mean, sometimes the stuff just gets so frustrating. But, I mean, it's it's not really as much of, like, a you're running, like, all, you know, it's it's a little bit different than Mario, but that's frustrating. But it, it's fun. It's enjoyable. Who's Mario? Mario isn't in this game. Who's, the, who's this Mario guy you're talking about? I don't about? know. Who's that asshole? <laughs> it's, it's just this Luigi guy. It's the year of Luigi. Everybody, it's the year of Luigi. Celebrate. Um, no, uh, it's, uh, it's a great game. Um, I mm. like it. Um, and I can't wait for the final one, the year of Luigi. Mario and Luigi comes out mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. Um, but yeah, two out of three are done, and both are pretty good. Hmm. Um, and now the other thing I've been playing. Um, <laughs> I've been playing F1 Waystars Powered Up Edition. <laughs> oh, that's a cool title. <laughs> yeah, um, it uh, came out on Wii U uh, last first A in Japan and it was supposed to come out in Europe as well but for some reason Codemasters delayed it again <laughs> so it's not coming out pretty soon in the west in any shape or capacity mm -hmm. uh, which is weird because like the entire game like is done the, the entire thing is is completely done in the Japanese version of the game. So the Powered Up Edition is like an updated version of the original game. So um, just the new season of Formula 1 started, correct? And they didn't update that roster. It's still the same roster of last year's game. Hmm. It's still the exact same a bunch of people who drove in Formula, Formula 1 cars last year. So well done, guys. Well done. Um... <laughs> So the interesting part, um, you would think that like with Formula One game, it would be like really accurate to what they would do in real life. That's not the case with Formula One Waystars because it's sort of a Mario Kart game, but in some places it isn't. It's a bit confusing because it's a straight-up kart racer with items and what have you. Hmm. But for example, there's no drift button. It's hmm. still like straight up like. Formula 1 physics in that fashion, there is no drift button there. Hmm. And this is weird because the tracks are way more cartooning, they are way more fun in their design, and then you have this niggling thing where it doesn't really make sense and doesn't come together in that fashion. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's a weird click in your head, because I, when I play a karting game, I have also always the intention to push that um, that drift button as hard as I can. <laughs> but here I had to get used to actually pressing in the the brake a lot more. And it caused me to slow down like a lot in the beginning, and it caused me to actually lose a couple of races. <laughs> um, so it's something I had to get used to. Uh, the track design is actually really damn good. Um, 
they use the inspiration of like the, the, the place that the original tracks are set, but they're not really strictly focusing on the real thing, because for example the track from Japan is, you have this this first part which is accurate, but for the rest it's going through like um, like a real Japanese city with these big streets and going over going over um, um, like metro tracks and be on top of them, of the metros <laughs> it's uh, really insane stuff hmm. and in the and in the Belgian track for example you go through the the art dance you go through the various parts of belgium and not staying really on a real realistic track anymore it's it it, it takes a lot of fun with it and the items are a lot fun you have the regular boost you have like the 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 red shell equivalent and all of that sort of stuff it um and the, the the fun part about those items you can actually really damage your car and really have to go through the pit lanes to to repair it again mm-hmm. so so it, it it takes some Interesting stuff from like like the realistic thing and some stuff that just makes it fun. Like the perfect example is that they have an item, like w- when like cars crash and there's a lot of accidents on the track, um, they're bringing the safety car. The safety car is now actually just an just an item which causes the first player to slow down a bit. <laughs> it, it, it's stuff like that that really makes it uh, actually really funny. Um, now the kind of the breaking point because I talked about a lot of positive things and it's actually like this really interesting game. It doesn't feature online play. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also checked for the other versions. It never existed in, the, in this game, and I don't get why because it's a perfect multiplayer game. I mean, I I played it locally with like a couple of friends, and we all had really good times with it, but. There's nothing. There's just online scores and ghosts for like time trials, but there's nothing really in the way of competitive racing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that strikes me as like insanely odd. I, 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 I don't get that decision in the slightest. Um, for the rest, it, it's it's not really has like an insanely packed amount of modes. It's it's pretty much still racing straightforward, like on like twenty. Like more than twenty tracks or something, so it's it's nothing more, nothing less. But I at least do it my time. It's a bit too expensive, though. The Wii U version, I think, in Europe it's like fifty bucks, and in Japan it's like seven thousand yen. Yeah, it's a little so expensive. It, yeah, it's uh, not very really competitively priced. No, uh, especially not. with the, especially with the features it's lacking. But if you find it on the cheap somewhere. I would really suggest picking it up. It's actually really fun. Hmm. Like I was, I was not pricing at all, and I got something really good out of it, despite like my reserved expectations. So, mm-hmm. hey, there's at least something weird there to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's really all I played because of E3. I had a really short month of June, so mm-hmm. those out are my two games for this month. Cool. Um, let's see, I might have had a question for you about one of the games you might have played at E3. Um, if you don't mind, Don. Yeah, are we going to do, going to do this in the E3 segment? or? Well, we can just do it right now. I mean, stuff that you played. Uh, we'll, okay, you're right. Let's save this for a little bit later. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, next up, 
we're going to have the news, but before that, we want to have a new caller come in. Uh, this might be actually a familiar voice, but um, yeah, and Justin's going ahead and getting stuff ready for us here, and um, we're going to be starting that here in just a couple of minutes. So please be patient with us here. So it looks like this gentleman is joining us right now. And hello there, stranger. Oh my god, it's a criminal. Here comes a new challenger. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Charlton. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. What's up, man? What's up? Hey. So, Danny, have you have you finished sending broken Super Famicom games to the listeners yet? Hey, they're not all broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can neither confirm nor uh, deny that they're broken, so there. It's not the one that you found in the uh, in the broken basket in uh, Super Potato, is it? No, 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 no. I, I okay. kept all that stuff for myself. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Ty... Uh, when are you going to stop talking about schoolgirls and talking about Killer Instinct? Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to talk about that for the news when we talk about E3. Damn right. Minoru, so you've gone from yeah. Dark Souls to Style Savvy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Don, when you say Wii U, it sounds like an ambulance. <laughs> Wii U, Wii U, Wii U, Wii U, which is probably I, appropriate. I, I know, it's the, it's the European way of saying things, sir. <laughs> James is just being okay. Cool. That's all I got. <laughs> that was just my uh, my warm up uh, for my main. Uh, I, thought, main I, thought, I was really expecting something else out of you. I was, I was really preparing for it. I was like, "Oh, is that the only thing you have to say about me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been waiting for about half an hour to get in on the call, and then uh, Dan says, that, "Oh, I've got another game to talk about." I'm like, "Oh, for f- sake!" <laughs> 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 I gotta be <laughs> gotta be sat here. And then there's a, a British guy who was saying. Oh shit! It's Formula One. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. The Formula One game. That looks yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's 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 fun. So, as the guy responsible for all of this nonsense starting, uh, I, thought, I thought I'd just kind of uh, do a kind of brief history of the mm-hmm. show, if that's okay. Sure. Because uh, this is the twenty fifth anniversary, so to speak. So uh, the uh, first episode, me, Danny, and Matt, was. Uh, by amazing coincidence, was the uh, the great Tohoku earthquake day, March eleventh, two thousand eleven, uh, and lots of people was wondering, you know, why did we, you know, publish the uh, the podcast on that day? You know, weren't we busy, you know, trying to survive? Uh, and the, the the answer is, uh, we actually sent it off for publication to uh, to Johnny the day before. Uh, like March the 10th, so, but you know, just because of the time differences, the d- the time that it went live just happened to be, you know, when the earthquake, roundabout when the earthquake happened. Yeah. So it's kind of like this amazing coincidence, you know, obviously we're never going to forget, you know, that day and uh, for the main reason of uh, that was when the Famicast died. <laughs> oh, and there was a massive earthquake. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that was the uh, first episode uh, entitled 3DS Get, where Danny talks about uh, how he ended up being lumbered with a blue 3DS even though he didn't want it. And then yeah. slowly as the episodes progressed, he changed his mind to, no, no, I love the blue color. Yeah, it's, it's what discontinued I'm... <laughs> now. Well, I don't know if I love it, but it's, you know. Yes, and uh, Matt talking about his wife, uh, how she helped him get the 3DS and stuff like that. Good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next kind of 
milestone was Dan's first episode, mm-hmm. which was uh, episode seven called Annual Gift Man Approaches, the uh, Christmas <laughs> episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, where Dan regaled uh, tales of, uh, you know, the uh, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, and uh, we yeah. talked about the Japanese tradition of the uh, robotic Santa Claus that kills children every year. <laughs> <laughs> Called uh, annual gift man. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Pretty kids. <laughs> and then next up, we got Minoru's first episode, which was episode ten, called uh, Street Pass Street Pass Tengoku. Which I think where we talked, I think that was when we did those street pass experiments, right? Yes, yes. Uh, the uh, Tokyo University, the, the yeah. video of which is still on YouTube somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can find it. So yeah, Minoru, you've been on for 15 episodes. So yeah. congratulations. And uh, the next kind of mini milestone, I've got Danny as his uh, first host, which was actually episode 14, because um, it's kind of... Uh, good timing because uh, that was when I went to England last year mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't host so I thought okay Danny this is your your chance to uh, take over for an episode and uh, you did a great job that was called mm. uh, Objection to English uh, <laughs> Danny did a really good job um, at that time I didn't know that I would be leaving NWR but um, you know it turned out that was a great uh, chance for Danny to host and edit and do everything on his own and it was you know fantastic so I knew that handing over to Danny later on would be fine. Aww. And then we got uh, <laughs> we got Ty's first episode, which was uh, a couple of episodes later, episode sixteen, a TGS uh, 2012 spectacular, where uh, where Ty and Danny I don't know got drunk and you know made out at his apartment <laughs> or something. I think Street Fighter Four. I can't remember exactly what happened in the episode. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember there was a cool clip of you guys on the on the show floor, you know, with the uh, the crazy sounds in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun episode. And then uh, my uh, last episode was uh, hosting was episode sixteen, and then Danny t- took over uh, episode seventeen till now. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, that was where Danny famously uh, ignored me for the uh, first ten minutes of me being on the call. Yeah, I did and do that. So didn't it was I? called late title card. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought I'd get in first this time, you know, just kind of introduce myself before you have a chance to, uh, you know, ignore me or mute me or something. That's a good. That's a good idea. So if you're on top <laughs> of things. I'm definitely not. But yeah, but you know, I just wanted to tell you guys. You know, I still do listen every month, and you know, it's, uh, you do, you're doing a really good job. And uh, I like how Danny's kind of adding his own flavor to it. You know, adding in the uh, the, the classic Reggie lines and things like that. Um, <laughs> Also, yeah. also, 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 office mistakes. Hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can edit I'm a lot of those a out. Tally of that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of lost count a couple of episodes back there, but <laughs> it's all part of the fun, you know. It's all yes. part of the... yes. that's Danny's. That's Danny's thing. That's yeah, Danny's thing. Host fail Bivens. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go home and cry now. I am home, so I'll just cry. <laughs> yes, exactly. And well, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about all I've got to say unless you guys want to like talk about something <laughs> hey do you want a bit of prize <laughs> yes I do want a prize <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the fake codes that Danny's been sending out uh, hey. already keep that on the down low man <laughs> I think it's just uh, like a sex line reversed I think that's it the numbers be. he's giving out 
It might be. Don't tell anyone. We might be live or something, so I don't know. Oh, we have somebody coming in. Hello? Hello? What? <laughs> Who is this? You know, it's like, have you ever had that experience when you go back to the old place where you used to work and it's like, shit, where are the bathrooms in this place? Or like, you know, who's that new guy? You know, I don't know you. It's like uh, there's uh, <laughs> uh, someone called Justin. I've been chatting to someone called Justin Baker. I don't know who he is, but he seems like a nice guy. Justin's a good guy. Justin's helping us out here today. He's a new staffer. He mm-hmm. is a nice guy, and he is handling all of this stuff today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Justin. Isn't there another Justin? There's two Justins, right? Yes, yeah, there's also the, Justin <laughs> Ruby, the king just... Nintendo fanboy. Exactly. And, uh, and he makes lovely collector's videos. Tell me, is that Jagoff James Jones still working for NWR? <laughs> uh, yeah. Please tell me he's not. Yeah, he's still working. He's still oh. doing his, uh, his podcasty thing on the uh, on the same feed as us. It's <laughs> <laughs> trolling thing more like, yeah. CEO, yep. head CEO of trolling. Oh no, I can't take that title away from Ty. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you have the head CEO title on Twitter, so I don't know what this is all about. <laughs> yes. I do some occasional trolling on Twitter. It's it's all in good fun now. Yeah. So, uh I think that's about it, guys. Cool. Cool. Well, James, uh, keep up the know, good thanks work. for coming on, man. <laughs> good work. Yes. Great job. All of you. <laughs> Thank you. And cool. uh, to all the listeners, uh, if you hate Danny, um, please let him know. <laughs> Com- Complaints can go to Danny at NintendoWorldTopport.com. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would replace Danny if we, <laughs> if we did get fired. So... Um, you know, don't be too harsh on him until I find a replacement for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Danny Ty, and I are friends. Yeah, probably. Ty will take over in two episodes from now, and we'll all talk just Skullgirls for one and a half hour. Yeah, dude, Skullgirls podcast. Skullcast, yes. <laughs> Actually, talking about uh, other podcasts, I. I found out there's this other podcast called the Super Famicast. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to find some like uh, like for the for the the show. I was like, let's do a quick search for Famicast. Find out when these old episodes happen. It's like Super Famicast comes up. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we've got a great idea for a show. You know, podcast. Thanks <laughs> for our idea, assholes. Yes, maybe. <laughs> But um, I think, you know, one thing, Danny, you should say at the beginning of every episode, you know how Mark, uh, Mark McDonald from Eightfold Play, Friends mm-hmm. of Little Girl, uh, how, they, how he always says, you know, the, this is the only podcast about Japan, Japanese games and Japanese things, mm-hmm. then it's true. It's not, well, it's not actually, it's not true what he's saying. But Danny, you could say with truth to your words that the Famicast is the only podcast in the world uh, Japanese gaming podcast that's only about Nintendo games, which is true, right? It's very so true. Save four is more multi-format, but we're strictly, uh, well, not strictly. I guess <laughs> uh, that doesn't work. Ah, uh, forget, forget whatever I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can add in. We are, you know, no, at the we end, are the hosted by Danny Bivens, Japanese, and then it's true. We are the only Japanese podcast with a European guy, and we talk about random stuff for more than an hour. <laughs> We are the only podcast that mainly talks about Nintendo games from Japan. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Unless Super Famicast does that. I don't know. I didn't listen I, to it. Yeah, I, I, I read their thing. <laughs> I don't think they talk about particularly games Anything. in Japan. It's just about Nintendo stuff. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> then we are. We should have that super name. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absorb it. I'll, that'll be, that'll I'll, be the new season. I'll uh, ask my attorney to make that quickly as possible. Okay, okay. sounds good. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, that is Famicast 25. Famicrew out! Well, no. you're out of here. No. Get out of here! <laughs> you're the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Right. Later, man. Bye. Peace. Bye. Okay. So, well, with that... Gone. Yeah, James is gone. Thank God, right? <laughs> it's all uh, going to be downhill from here. It, it might be. Uh, we'll yeah. see. So, next up, we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. And uh, basically, right after the news that we're going to be doing, just like a short section of just stuff that's going on right now in Japan, uh, then we're going to want to have another caller come in. So, uh, definitely get in contact with Justin Baker on the chat. His name on Skype is Just Period Bake. So be sure to contact Justin him if you want to. Justin will be baking those calls. He'll be baking those calls. So uh, yeah, yeah, get a hold of him if you want to try to win a prize. So starting out with some news here in Japan. Uh, this actually was kind of announced back early, well, at like the end of May or so. But here in Japan, a white Wii U deluxe set is coming here on July 13th. And it's going to, you know retail for the normal price here of 31,500 yen. Uh, you know, this is obviously the 32 gigabyte version of the Wii U. They unlike stories that have been coming in coming from North America where they're talking about recalling the basic units and stuff like that. They haven't really said anything about that in Japan. Just that this new 32 gigabyte white version is coming out. So, um I don't know. I would imagine that this is probably going to happen in the West, too. Like, what do you guys think? And I remember, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, this uh, doesn't come with uh, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Land. Land. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, um, I, I don't know. Um, everything is plausible at this point because they need to promote the Wii U as much as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, with finally new stuff coming out each month you would say, well at least new stuff in Japan and Europe because America is not getting something for a month again sorry America <laughs> um, I don't know why why this is happening um, but with Japan getting like new Super Luigi U retail version uh, Pikmin 3 in July and the same for Europe, you would think that they are pushing the Wii more so it's good to have this, this new deluxe set out mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was hoping for them to actually do more of a bundle in Japan, just like the rest of the world, because I feel it's kind of needed at this point. Mm-hmm. But hey, we'll see. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm totally being hypocritic, and the the white the deluxe bundle will sell brilliantly. <laughs> we'll see. It's still uh, kind of waiting for that here in Japan. <laughs> Any Wii's but Wii's it, it, to be. Anyway, anyway, it is smart to release on the same day as your new software, so I will give them that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so with the next little bit of news, Don, could you go ahead and pick that up for us? Sure. Um, 
So there was a system update released that added new Street Pass games to the Street Pass Me Plaza, which was only in Japan and Europe. Yeah, which um, I talked about it uh, with those um, with Justin Baker, our helper today, um, in full length for like a half hour about all the new Street Pass games. Those Street Pass games are uh, Street Pass Squad, Street Pass Garden, Street Pass Battle, and Street Pass Mansion. Um, and in Japan they're like 500 yen each and like 1500 yen for all of them and the equivalent from that in euros and the equivalent for, for that in pounds mm-hmm. um, to be very short I will say what I find like in two senses of each title Street Pass Squad is like this side-scrolling shooter from Goodfield it's a great game you should possibly go and play it it's actually like just as its own it's its interesting little title mm-hmm. um Street Pass Garden, it may seem shallow on the surface, but it's insanely in-depth with all the various flowers you can uh, garden. And you can make their, your own little gardens and plant flowers in there, share them for Street Pass, um, mm-hmm. do various things with them. It's very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Street Pass Battle is, ex- ex- is actually the, my least favorite of four of them because of how restrictive it is. Hmm. Um, in Street Pass Battle, you collect the population of other people's plaza and you will add that to your army and you have to go for a whole campaign and with uh, various armies to fight and it's done in this rock paper scissors style this Jenkins style mm-hmm. um, and you have to add like various value, uh, value volumes of um, army soldiers to those three sections and then battle your way through them uh, the final one is Street Pass Mansion, um, which is a mix between a puzzle and an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go through 30 different floors in this spooky, mysterious mansion where you have to fight ghosts and play styles to make staircases to the next one. There's also like various, like a boss ghost to fight, and it's actually like a really challenging game. Mm-hmm. So those are all of them. Go check them out if you are in Japan and Europe. In North, Am- if you are in North America, well, I hope for for you that something in July is coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about this stuff in detail, definitely listen to last week's episode of Connectivity, where yep. Don and Justin Baker, our man behind the scenes today, uh, went super super in depth about these i just listened to it last night and uh yeah it is really great so if you want to know more about this stuff and unfortunately if you're in north america this might be one of the only ways you don't, can hear uh, about and don't it. forget about the 99 new hats or costumes because they've actually added costumes now yeah yeah just like you know, there's like a link costume there's like a donkey kong costume <laughs> and there are various hats like with Lakito and the Fraud or the, the monkey from like Rhythm Heaven Fever. It's mm-hmm. all these various hats which are insanely funny and adorable. <laughs> yeah. So definitely check that uh, segment of connectivity out. It's really interesting. So, yeah. So next up here, Minoru has the next little bit of news for us. Yes. Final Fantasy IV and the Secret of the Mana. Second, this is two were released on June 26th in Japan for Wii U Virtual Console, while Secret of Mana sells for 800 yen, which is a normal going rate for most Super Famicom games, 
Final Fantasy IV sells for 900 yen, including square tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually Final Fantasy VI. But, oh, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised whenever <laughs> these kind of just showed up on the uh, eShop the other day um, because they didn't have it listed beforehand. Usually uh, the Japanese Nintendo site has the stuff listed, all the virtual console releases, and I add the profiles and stuff like that. So I was kind of surprised, you know, when I saw this. But, uh, yeah, kind of cool. Hey, so, good games. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Yep. And... The last little bit of news here before we get to a couple of callers, uh, Ty is going to go ahead and talk about this for us. Oh, yeah. The Pokemon Game Show, a trade show for all things Pokemon, is going to be held in Japan August 17th and 18th. Attendees will get a chance to play Pokemon Treta, which is uh, an arcade game thingy. Yeah, it's like one of the small-sized ones, right? For kids? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's also or, like po- that's also like Pokemon Treasure Lab coming to 3DS, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. For kids or really weird adult <laughs> otaku guys. <laughs> anyway, the Pokemon card game and Pokemon X and Pokemon Y for 3DS. Uh, they will be there too. Playable. Mm-hmm. You can play nice. them. More details and information about the event will be revealed sometime in July. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be dumb and go to this event and be surrounded by a bunch of sweaty nerds, but that's fine. Um. Hey, you get at least <laughs> oh, yeah. play Pokemon X and Y, and that will end for you for a couple of months. Yeah. That's the heat of summer right there. Uh, yeah. It's a Tokyo big site is where the location is, and I, I've never been there, but I heard it's kind of hellacious. But Yeah. That's where Comicat was. Uh huh. Oh yeah, the Man. summer Comicat should be coming up too. I'm gonna check on the date for that. Uh huh. Yeah, I like I said, I'm planning on going to this event. Um, kind of waiting to hear what they have to say about this. But um, yeah, if, if I do end up going, which I really plan on it, you know, I'll do some kind of coverage on the site, take a bunch of pictures at the show, and uh, maybe even try to do a video. <laughs> All by myself. Snack all the goodies you can find. Snack all the goodies. Yeah, seriously, the only thing I want to do is just play Pokemon X and Y. I don't give a crap about Pokemon Treta or the Pokemon card game, so it might be the thing where I have to wait like three hours to play, but hey, I'll have all day. <laughs> so. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, Com- Com- Comic Cat is going to be the, we- the weekend before that. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. For Comic Cat, how many people usually go? All of them. <laughs> it's a madhouse. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, it's zillions. <laughs> I love that. All of them. Yes. <laughs> cool. Seriously, uh, isn't that uh, about a few? 500,000. Uh, yeah, it's like a hundred <laughs> Yep, 500,000. That's how many people. Oh, I so, hope not. So, yeah, you should check it out. There's some cool Nintendo stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, if we don't have anything more to say about uh, the Pokemon Game Show, um, I would like to bring in our next caller. Um, so, if Justin, if you can go ahead and get us ready, and uh, we'll 
And it looks like Patrick is going to be coming in. Hello, Patrick. It's Danny from Hello. the Femicast. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Don. <laughs> <laughs> we know each other, so don't worry. Oh, okay. Pretty well. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, do you have any questions you want to ask us, or do you want to just get straight uh, yeah. to trying to win a prize? Sure. I've asked Don this before, but I may as well ask the rest of you guys. Mm-hmm. So, I recently became the owner of an Animal Crossing Nintendo 3DS LL. Oh, congrats. Um, and I have, let's see here, I've played through and beaten uh, EX Troopers and Layton vs. Ace Attorney. Cool. Which are all uh, my recommendations, so... Yes. And I'm a couple hours into Layton 6, and I got mm-hmm. Tomodachi Collection, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. But I've also gotten Fantasy Life, and the language barrier has been too hard, and I got Attack of the Friday Monsters, and the language barrier has been <laughs> too hard. So my question was, what are some good games that you would recommend that are import-friendly for people who already own the system? Mm. Well, one game I would suggest, and this, I'll, uh, I guess it's depending on how good your Japanese is. If you can read like hiragana and katakana, if you got Dragon Quest Seven, um, there's furigana. You know the hiragana characters over all yeah. of the kanji and stuff like that. So um, it's, you know, it's it's meant for kind of like a younger crowd and stuff. But it's also good for people who are just kind of starting out with Japanese. Well, maybe not starting out, but <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. It's fun. All right. If there, I don't have anything else for you because I give my full fill. Because EX Troopers was, I said, as the first thing I said to him, EX Troopers, bye. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> call. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, I one thing you could look into is you know the game I talked about earlier, uh, Sayonara Umihara Kawase. It's you know it's about fifty bucks or whatever, but it's yeah. fun. If you like platformers, I looked at the eShop when you were talking about it and put it on my wish list, so I remember to look back into it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, check out some videos for it and stuff. It, it's really insane, and it's just maybe a love it or hate it type of thing. I don't know. Okay. But. Cool, man. Well, do you want to try to win a prize? I would love to. Okay. So. All right. Here's the question. Like I said before, there's going to be four answers, four possible answers, and you just have to choose one of the four. So, Nintendo was founded in which of the following years? A, 1974, B, 1899, C, 1889, D, 1937. Was C, 1889? And Patrick... Hello? You're right! Yes. You're you right. So, you get to win one of the prizes. So, actually, if you're looking at the event page right now, you can go ahead and just select one. But, of course, make sure you uh, give the information to Justin after the fact, just so that right. you know, we have that down. So, what, what do you if want, I, man? If I wanted to take one of the eShop cards, could I pick in a few minutes whether I want it North American or Japanese? Yeah. yeah actually, it's Jap- yeah, yeah, yeah. I will take one of the Nintendo eShop prepaid cards then. Okay, yeah, just let Justin know which, you know, eventually which one that you want, and, you know, we can get that to you. Thank you so much. No problem, Patrick. Thanks for calling in. Congratulations. Thanks. And before I leave, Minoru, 
I want you to know that I really enjoy style savvy trendsetters. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right Bye. on. Later, Bye. Patrick. Cool. <laughs> but I, I've known Patrick for like, for like five or six years on the internet now. So, uh huh. We go, we go way back. Hmm. Um, we might get another caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think Justin's kind of working behind the scenes there for us. And uh, be just a couple of seconds here. Hmm. I mean, I mean, um, I talked with him about. Um, he's been talking about getting that 3ds LL for a while now, so he constantly been talking to me. Mm-hmm. So um, he already had a list of like a few games prepared, and when it finally came time to get it, like EX Troopers was like twenty bucks. Oh wow! So <laughs> uh, so he picked it up directly. So that was the good stuff. All right, and we have our next caller coming in. His name is Daniel. Ooh, it's connecting. It's <clears throat> exciting. Yes. Hello, Daniel. Are you there? Yes, I am. Well, you must be a good guy. We got the same name. Oh, we are. <laughs> We're brothers. We must be brothers. And uh, did I you have any... with a D as well, so... There it is. Well, uh, did you have any questions that you wanted to ask us? Yeah, I have a question, and has to do with I've been playing Super Mario sixty four for the first time, and I'm oh, not wow. really liking it that much. And really, it's weird. Yeah, I I I don't like open world platformers, and mm-hmm. I want to hear your guys' on like what Nintendo games that everybody loves, but you don't. Hmm. Ooh, um. Hmm. Let me think. That's a that's a difficult one actually. Yeah, that is. Huh. Most RPGs. <laughs> yeah, same here. Ah, uh, I got mine. Okay. I'm really not a big fan of F Zero the, on the Super Nintendo. Actually, I kind of hate it. Uh, <laughs> I, I've tried it out several times just to think like, well, maybe it's just because I suck at this game, which that's true, and that hasn't changed, but. It's just, yeah, I just don't like it. It's just not fun for me. It's just too, eh, I don't know. It seemed kind of hard to explain, but I think I'm crazy. But Oh, 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 Animal Crossing. Don't Animal make crossing. my blood boil, son. <laughs> well, whatever, I just had to listen to this guy, like, hate on F-Zero and then Mario 64, so you're going to have to deal with it, I'm afraid. Mm. <laughs> the the f- the thing is, I have usually like games that some people hated. I actually love more. So for, for me, it's way more like the case, like the opposite direction than than most people. I mean, oh. I mean, I have like a strong affection for like Super Paper Mario and Wii, and everybody else who I talk to doesn't really like it one bit. Hmm. And I used to be one of that crowd, but when I got back to it like a couple of years later. I really fell in love with it. I mean, huh. I I I really liked the the the, the weird characters and um, the, the the gameplay elements because going back at a later date and now seeing how um, Paper Mario Sticker Star turned out, um, I actually liked that one less. I mean, that is now my least favorite of that series right now. 
So I'm more on the, on the side that I I can see the good in games. Like I can see usually where they're going with it. Like even with stuff like like Wii Music, um, I enjoyed it in in pieces because I knew what they were shooting for. So I'm in, in that fashion. I am way more more forgiving in games. So I have not that controversial statements in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that might cover it. Minoru, was your final uh, answer RPGs? Yeah, especially turn-based, battle-based uh, RPGs. Okay. Story-heavy mm-hmm. ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. You should try Fire Emblem Awakening sometime, though. It's a good game. Yeah, that that, uh, doesn't sound like uh, my cup of tea. (laughs) Cool. I I hate games with numbers. (laughs) I mean, I know I was talking about how much I liked this guy earlier, but man, I hate numbers. (laughs) Remove all stats from games. Hmm. So you're possibly not a big fan of brain training, then? Man... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's brain training, but like when you put numbers and stuff in, like, I don't know, Castlevania, it's like <laughs> you're, you're busting my balls, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's ask him a question. Yeah, let's do that. So, Daniel, you ready? You ready to win a prize? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, here's the question. Who was the son-in-law of Hiroshi Yamauchi and the first president of Nintendo of America? A. Yoshio Sakamoto B. Minoru Arakawa C. Gunpei Yokoi D. Reggie Is it C? Ugh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Gunpei Yokoi, this is the guy, you know, Game Boy guy, made Metroid, Virtual Boy, all that stuff. The answer is actually Minoru Arakawa. And, um, yeah, it's kind of a hard question, but, yeah, apparently he, there's some kind of a long story about how he courted Yamoichi's daughter or something, and it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, well, Daniel, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for trying. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I guess enjoy the rest of your day, evening, whatever uh, you have in front of you. All right, thanks. Okay, later, man. Wow. Ah, that's okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next bit of a segment here, uh, which is we're going to kind of, you know, obviously E3, it seems like it was ages ago, and... uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it amongst ourselves, and I know that all the other podcasts have kind of talked about it a lot and stuff, but uh, I figured that we could kind of talk about what we thought and maybe what could have went right, and, and I don't know how, what some of this stuff might mean for Japan. So I guess first up, um, did you guys were you guys able to watch the stream when it happened for Nintendo's, that Nintendo Direct that came out? Did you guys watch it when it first was released? You know, I, I, I tried to watch it, but uh, the streaming was totally fucked up. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw it. <laughs> um, there, you could go to, like, uh, the Nintendo, like, UK stream, and it was way smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's I what know. I did, so... I, I was watching the, the Japanese one, and 
it was working okay most of the time until Smash Brothers. Then it was just a slideshow, and then it just stopped and skipped, and just kind of annoying. But, but yeah, I, I saw that. It's starting to come back to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There was Smash Brothers and a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've been to E3. You have. So yeah. This is usually where we would talk about a vacation story. <laughs> well, did you have did you have any incidents in America like you did last year when the guy called you an uh, asshole? Yeah, I had an, ex- ex- an incident actually on the first morning, which I actually didn't talk about on Twitter for some reason. Okay. Uh, so, we arrived in America at roughly 3 p.m. in the afternoon there. Mm-hmm. So, we still had some time to spare. We could still pick up our E3-like uh, press ticket. So, everything went well, but so it was like a long day. Like more, We were awake more than 24 hours. So um, we finally went to bed that evening, um, woke up at four, and then so we heard, like, sirens outside at, at six. Mm-hmm. And what actually was going on is that a pet shop across the street was completely in fire. <laughs> Jesus. The poor animals. <laughs> And some yeah. of the animals were indeed not saved. Ugh. So that was an exciting start of my week in Los Angeles. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of depressing. I thought it was like a lot funnier last year when you were just walking down the street and the guy just was just a complete jerk and, get out of my way, you know? But... I actually had a, a jerk moment, but it was like on my way back because there was this like this Australian fellow... <laughs> who complained about everything in the service from like the second hour we were on that plane back? <laughs> he complained about the food. He complained that his son didn't get like some sort of prize or like a gift basket that that ch- children are supposed to get. What? So I want to be I, a child was, on a plane. I was, yeah, I was like, I was like planning to like sleep on my trip back, but this guy kept going on about how his, uh, uh, how it was that the food was terrible. About how the 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 stewards were not very nice to him, he, he, he wanted to he wanted to like sue them big time or something. <laughs> it, it was kind of insane, and the the two weirdest accidents happened on the start and the end of the trip. It's like an all new reality. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So those two things happened between, or well, before and after E3, mm-hmm. well, what happened actually at the event? Um, I play video games. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. I went to all the way to America just to play video games. And yeah, Universal I love video games. Studio, and Universal Studio on Friday, but that's completely my interest in something else and not video games. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, I, I guess at yeah. E3, Don, like, what was one of the f- best games that you played, Nintendo-related or not Nintendo-related, that you were just blown away by or thought was just really cool? Um, 
Nintendo 3DS wise, it was pretty much for me Mario and Luigi uh, Dream Team or Mario and Luigi RPG 4 Dream Adventure. Mm-hmm. That demo was really lengthy, like it had five or six different sections to it. Uh huh. And I could toy around with the game for like one and a half hour. Wow. And uh, like sp- experience like the part of the dream world, like the real life world, like uh, a boss battle in the dream and normal world, uh, a battle with the gigantic Luigi that's just revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, I could play like all these different types of experiences from that game, and it actually made me way more excited to actually play the full thing finally. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of fun. Cool. Um, Wii U wise, um, I mean, there were, f- there were plenty of good games. I mean, there, there were Mario Kart 8, there were Super Mario 3D World, and they all had something interesting to them. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting game to me that, that did the most things like new and innovative and things with the gamepad was Wii Party U. And I, I, I mean it in the sense that I, I played a whole bunch of them, and this was actually after E3 at the post E3 event. I played a whole bunch of those gamepad games, like with other players all the freaking time, like baseball, like the table football game. Um, were even dedicated mini games just for the gamepad where you could play against one another. It was mm-hmm. just really fascinating stuff. And. With um, like the mini games, um, I was, for example, in the one for three games. I controlled the gamepad where I had to like move the two control sticks around to move this um, these two arms, and I had to crush uh, players on a on the area. It was um, all of this like this just this simple but fun stuff with the Wii U gamepad in mind, and that's what I'm actually searching for in the Wii U. I mean. Don't get me wrong, the other stuff is good, like Bayonetta or, again, Super Mario 3D World, but they do very simple things with the gamepad. They keep the gamepad stuff to a certain limit. Mm-hmm. And in, in the reasoning that I bought this new console, I'm looking for experiences which kind of surprise me. And we part of you, I didn't expect much from at all, but that w- that experience was really surprising in that fashion. And uh-huh. I can actually not wait to play the full thing and play off all of those games with like friends and family around me. And it's kind of annoying that they had delayed it to like like the end of the year because it was like this perfect summer game. Um, but hopefully, um, it's still good to go when it comes out because I can wait to play it. And Don, it looks like we have a question from the chat um, from Balls or Ballsy. Let's say balls. Uh, balls. <laughs> is it anything like Mario Party? Is um, there are of course the mini games and there are the board games which are a bit like Mario Party, but they are more varied than Mario Party. They they have more various themes to them, and mm-hmm. this is something that was also present in the original Wii Party, which I actually find way more exciting than Mario Party Nine in in a few manners. Because it also did some stuff like you have this like this house these house party games uh, in the original where you could of course um, hit, hide your remote and play hide and seek with them, which was mm-hmm. kind of nuts. In in the sequel, they have this mini game called uh, Show Your Face, 
mm-hmm. where you get a situation which you have to pursue on the gamepad and have to do in the camera and then take a picture and then the other people with the remotes have to get four four different situations presented to them and they have to guess which face that your expression represents <laughs> it's like it's it's the neat stuff that actually made me smile um and it, it does me way more than like this regular mario party get experience where it's pretty much straightforward mini games with no changes for the other player and the regular board games this is a way more varied package and the original had like a lot of single player as well as a lot of multiplayer stuff so mm-hmm. I didn't see much single player stuff in this version of Wii Party um, hopefully it's there because there are a lot of cool puzzle stuff but so far so good um, I mean I'm looking forward to that game really much so and I didn't saw it coming that I would be so interested in it but well there you go mm-hmm. cool um, um. Is there any other games you want to guys want to talk about or want to know about or have a question about? Minoru or Ty, do you guys have anything that you want to ask about? or Minoru? No. Okay. Um, Don, I have one other game that I wanted to ask you about. I think this has been talked about on other podcasts too, but, you know. Sure. Bug it. Uh, well, okay. Actually, we have a we have a suggestion from the chat. Um did you get to try We Fit You out at all? We Fit You wasn't there, uh, which okay. is uh, a really weird thing. Um, they did mention it during the Nintendo Direct, but there mm-hmm. was nothing show. They <laughs> didn't show anything at all. Pretty much since E3 last year, they've shown like two minutes of it on the Japanese Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. but we haven't heard anything about it since. I, I like the response from the chat after you said, yeah, it wasn't there. LOL! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. One game I'm kind of interested in is uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Smoothie. Tropical, what is it? Tropical Freeze, <laughs> not Breeze. Freeze, yeah. yeah. Um, did you get to... I'm assuming you got to play that too, right? Yeah. What do you think? Is so, it... We, it? It's pretty much the sequel to Donkey Kong Country Returns, which which mean which I mean in the best fashion possible. I mm-hmm. liked the original, especially with the new 3DS remake. I liked it a lot. Um, the first level was not very like different from how did it handled that that previous the previous levels. But mm-hmm. the the at various aspects aspects and the later ones and the, the new experiences that they add to like the, the game itself are really interesting. Like the, the the swimming, for example, is really really fun. Like mm-hmm. most in most other games, like water levels really frustrate me, but I found like the the water sections in that in uh, the the demo I played really interesting. Um, more interestingly enough, um, this is not something that they haven't didn't really heavily promote during E three. Um, maybe for simple reasons, you you could play like still with the regular remote and nunchuck if you wanted to uh, but there was an option to uh, just play it off TV on the gamepad and I find it way more interesting because it uses more the control scheme of like Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D mm-hmm. so that's something if you have to choose between those two control options definitely go for the Wii U gamepad mm-hmm. cool are, well, we have a question from the chat, too. Are there actually any, like, rideable characters in the new Donkey Kong Country not, games? 
not so far I've seen. I mean, I mean, the only pl- in a playable sense, you have of course now uh, uh, Dixie Kong, I believe. Right. Uh, but new viable characters, I don't believe I've saw I've seen them. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. What about the underwater stuff? Is another question <laughs> coming from the chat. Well, you just talked about it, that the swimming felt really nice. Um, okay. And I don't know what else to say really about the underwater levels that you can that you can like do like a slow as like this silhouette and then attack do this attack with this silhouette. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. Are there any that tanks? Returns. I mean, hmm? Are there any tanks? Um, no, there are no tanks. No tanks. Okay. Country. <laughs> oh man! One time when I was at E3, they had a Hello Kitty game on GameCube, uh-huh. and I played it, and I got killed by a tank. What? <laughs> yeah. That's. There's not much more to it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I, I, I'm as shocked as anyone, really. Cool. Um, any other games, guys? I think that's all I wanted to hear about. Unless, Don, you had like maybe one more that you really, really were keen on talking about. Maybe I should talk about Super Mario 3D World, or... Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. Um, you might have heard various takes on it. This is my take on it. I... So far, from what I've seen of the game, I don't know if I will really like it as a single-player game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I played those levels alone... They felt a bit simple to me. I mean, I got through them very easily. When I got them in multiplayer, it was way more hectic and fun. Hmm. And I, I mean, I still enjoyed the various elements of it, like the the new cat suit and the various characters with their own separate abilities from Super Mario Bros. Two. Um, but in single player, the levels felt for me personally a bit empty, a bit wide, a bit spread. And the limited view on the world uh, made it not very interesting for me. It's, it's, it was very interesting on the Nintendo 3DS, but on the Wii U, it, it feels a bit unnatural. Mm-hmm. But the platforming f- feels way solid. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit 50-50 about it still. Hope to see a lot more of it in the near future when I, so that I can get a better impression of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most... this. Let's let's talk about that. My most disappointing demo at E3. That's always the most fun to talk about, right? <laughs> um, okay. So my most disappointing demo of E3 was Yoshi's New Island. Mm. Uh, the level was pretty much like the demo was like six screens long, mm-hmm. and personally, I didn't feel did anything new to like differentiate itself from like the previous games mm-hmm. and what I didn't what I also didn't like about it is that I don't know I, you barely get an impression for with such a short term because it wasn't even a full pack level I mean I fought a boss but the boss just needed three acts to 
to annihilate. You're telling me that big egg itself, mechanic so hasn't so totally changed the game? It, 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 yeah, there's nothing really new or interesting to it. Mm-hmm. it, it well, uh, the, the art style was pretty nice. I mean, it, it looks neat, but for the rest, it just feels a bit there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they still have time to fix it. I mean, it comes out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't very keen on it. I mean, it's the only Nintendo demo which I didn't like. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that's saying a whole heck load. Yeah. For yeah. the rest, of st- for the rest, everything I played was really nice. I mean, the next big game for me personally is not Pikmin Three, but the Wonderful One Hundred and One. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I like Pikmin Three. But that game I've been looking for for to for like the past what is it three years, mm-hmm. so the so the 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 sense of wonderful one one is way more exciting for me. It's a it's a lot of fun as well. I mean the latest demo was really action packed with like two bosses and various like amusement park elements. So mm-hmm. that made me actually really excited for the title. Hmm. And there's cool. five player co op locally. Yeah yeah yeah. So. Which they just revealed, which I played as well. It's just fun to dick around with people. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um, one other thing I kind of wanted to talk about because I think Ty could probably tell us more about this. Um, Maybe. So, Killer Instinct is now a thing again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Ty, are you set on X Bone or what? Yeah. Yeah. Day one purchase. Cool. Well, you have to wait until I mean, like year from now in Japan for it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, buy one from America or wherever. Get it shipped over. It's gonna <laughs> suck, like, how, how expensive <laughs> it's gonna be, like, because I'm yeah. probably also gonna need, like, two fight sticks. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, Killer Instinct has been my most wanted game for every single year since Killer Instinct 2. That's mm-hmm. 17 years. <clears throat> So, like, are are you concerned at all about? I guess what the controls and stuff like that are kind of. Well, I guess they're drastically different than like the original one. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you think that's a better thing or? How what? are they drastically different? Well, like because I heard it, it, they're more kind of like Street Fighter Four ish or something. Well, no, Killer Instinct has the same six button layout as Street Fighter. It always has. Okay. You're so, the expert. I'm yeah, not. I don't know anything about it. There's this. nothing weird or crazy going on really. Like they you know, they they've they still have like the five stage combo system. Uh they're redoing breakers. Um and the new breaker system looks better and you know, I could just spurg out about <laughs> little details of fighting games all day and that's a road <laughs> you don't want to go down. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, well, can we just be content on that you're looking forward to this game and that it's, yeah, should be pretty cool? Yeah. Um, it, I know some people are worried that, like, you know, Double Helix is doing the game, but for what they don't know, is, a lot of people don't know is they're, they're bringing in people who are good at fighting games and no fighting games to do this game. And, you know, there's still, like, a couple people involved with the original. Actually, probably just, like, you know, Ken Lobb, and that's probably it. Because <laughs> he had a lot of input on the f- old Killer Instinct games. And, you know, he's been at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And he he was probably the one, like, who was pushing for 
to release the game internally like really hard. Mm-hmm. That's my educated guess, however. Yeah. Well, it seems yeah plausible for sure. So. Yep. Cool. Well, do we have anything else to say about E3? Or. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I touched the, the Xbox. Xbox One and PlayStation 4 controller for both one game. Mm-hmm. Um, the PlayStation 4 controller felt to me like a GameCube controller. Hey, cool. And the the the, the D-pad of the Xbox is still crap. <laughs> for the rest, it's still the same lovely esque controller. Cool. Uh, Minoru, you were gonna say something? Yes. Uh, I know many people were disappointed that the gamepad is uh, still underutilized, but you know this is our first time Nintendo launched a game system and under underutilized its biggest feature or degraded it to just a gimmick. Touch control and dual screen for DS, motion control for Wii, stereoscopic 3D for 3DS, mm-hmm. and and now the gamepad for Wii U. So, to me, the underutilization of a gamepad is not surprising. But, but you know what the weird thing is? I <laughs> usually be I'm convinced that game that the gamepad is not the biggest feature of Wii U. Mm, then I I, 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 I'm, I'm usually start to, I'm almost start to think it's it's Meverse. Uh huh. <laughs> see. And I guess you know with Meverse even some. Interesting things are going to be, you know, coming to that, especially with Mario Kart and how they're going to have essentially like video sharing type uh, of stuff. Uh, even, even like the stuff they promised with like We Fit You sounds really interesting, like per- personalized like like communities. Hell, I'm bored. Right. Um, and even with like Game and Wario, which I've been playing now in English, there's this option where you have to draw like something in a certain like um, noon or sentence in a minute. It, it 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 kind of becomes a game in itself, and it adds something extra to it. It's actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm starting to really like Miiverse. I mean, just going around it now, my PC or on the gamepad, um, it 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 makes for such a lovely like interaction between gamers. And I can't wait what how they're gonna develop like Meverse in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, um, th- there's a system update planned still for the summer for Wii U. Right. And I hope and I hope they bring some more functionality into Meverse. And hopefully, with the launch of the Nintendo 3DS version, they also bring some Nintendo 3DS games for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So everybody will have a bigger party to join in, hop in, and enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's actually something I'm kind of excited to to learn or to hope for more about. So, Beavers, mm-hmm. who knew? It's now my favorite thing. <laughs> cool. Well, is that all that we got to say about E3? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more stuff we could say, but you know, without treading on ground that's already been treaded on. Um, um, I I went on a I I met Satoru Shibata. Cool. Oh, that's something I didn't talk about. I, I, we're on a Japanese podcast. I met I met the biggest Japanese guy of Nintendo of Europe, and I didn't talk about it. Okay, how did this happen? So I was 
at uh, Scram Kitty, which is an upcoming eShop game from from made in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing it, and behind me, I, I, I see some rumblings. I'm not sure what it's on about, but um, he comes to he, he actually comes to stand next to me and talks to the developer because apparently Nintendo of Europe brought Cam Kitty to the show floor. Hmm. Um, so I um, so I talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he and then the the developers actually introduced me as the biggest Nintendo fan of Europe. <laughs> so so I was, I was actually already becoming really anxious from oh crap he he, he now gets to know who the hell I am. <laughs> um, and he would turn out to be really, like just like the Nintendo Directs and like the, the Christmas letter he posted, he is a genuine nice guy. He hmm. he really knows, he really knows his stuff because um, we're talking about like animal, <laughs> about animal Crossing for some reason and he was <laughs> telling me how he had progress in his town and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I talked to him for like a good like 25 minutes before I had to uh, leave again. And I actually took a picture with him, which you can find on my Twitter. Cool. Um, so I I hope to see him again, game, again at Gamescom and say hi again because I I have gained such more respect for that guy. He is a lovely fellow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to our next caller. So, and his name is Matt, and he's going to be coming in here in just a few minutes. So, yeah, just waiting for Matt. Hello, Matt. How you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, not too bad. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. All right, yeah. so, mm-hmm. got two little questions for you. Okay. Um, okay. First off, what do you think of, oh, God, what was it called? The Game and Wario sketch now that it's being released in different uh, regions. Seeing how my mirrors have been basically covered in, in sketch. It's the <laughs> best thing ever. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, on the topic of uh, Super Mario 3D World, you guys were on a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I will say, real quick, Super glad that they're going on with. It looks like different bosses than uh, uh, what were they? Boom, 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 and pom pom. Yeah, that have basically been the bosses and basically reusing the bosses and music for the last like four games. Mm-hmm. Kind of glad to see like the snakes that really remind me of uh, Super Mario. What is it? Two or USA? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Really reminds yeah, me of that a lot, there, honestly. There, there seems to be a lot more influences also with uh, the playable characters and such. So, yeah, that's the I'm other hopeful. big thing. And then, uh, all right. So, if you guys could pick one game that hasn't been released in the West or in Europe, that is only in Japan right now, that you think would be a marketing success, what would you pick? Tomodachi Collection. Hmm. Yeah, I Link agree. Versus right. Blatant versus right. Okay. Yeah, I I think Tomodachi Collection could be really, really big over in the West. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of got the same selling power as Animal Crossing, but it's just, you know, you're your me's. It's It seems a little it, it, bit more it, 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 personal. 
it, yeah, it, it, it seems also way more unique in that fashion because you do inherently different stuff than than um, than Animal Crossing, and it's it's way more focused on social elements, which um, which I feel could make for some very interesting debate and discussion on the title whether whether it will release in Europe and America. And actually, Nintendo of America's Reggie actually f- talked about and said, "From we might look into that." I agree. I, I remember hearing about that, and with the whole Street Pass relay system coming to America, would mm-hmm. definitely be a good title to show that off. Right. Definitely. Right. I gotta say, though, I big softy um, with Sega taking a chance with what is it, Project Diva F on the PS3. Hmm. Why not try, you know, the 3DS is kind of the system for a niche game. Uh, Hatsune Miku and Future Stars. What is it, Project Mirai? Mm-hmm, Project mm-hmm. Mirai, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're on their second one in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think if F does well on the PS3, they might, you know, take a chance. Because th- that I can think of, there aren't really any rhythm games on the 3DS right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is correct. Personally, I, I feel that if they want to bring one of those Hatsune Miku games over to the Nintendo 3DS... It's possibly going to be the second one because it's way more varied in the control options. And yeah. Secondly, and this is a bigger part of it, there are way more songs and costumes in the sequel that they have promised because I found that the original one was very limiting. I mean, there were just like 22 songs and then you were done. Yeah, I mean, you, you 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 could get like various other vocals from other vocaloids out of it in the long one, but it, it felt a bit of a grind to unlock them. Um, I so, agree. so so personally, I, I if they bring one of those two over, it will be the second one. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. Tomodachi Collection has a much better chance, though. Honestly, after, yeah. after seeing how Animal Crossing has been selling in retail. Um, I work in retail at it. I still haven't you, had. You, you know, th- this any stock. this is this this came out in Europe, but I would like to see Nintendo of America try Gem uh, with the band or Daigasso brand brothers. Mm-hmm. I I would do. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people out there. I, I mean, I mean, that. with the new Nintendo 3DS game coming, the opportunity is there. Especially, yeah, especially with the whole fact that they can they can do download only games. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I mean, and then if it does well. Put it, put it the retail release. I mean, I, th- I think that they're still being a little bit too hesitant. Reluctant. Yeah, that's a, reluctant's a good word to take chances on pushing game. I mean, even uh, what was the one? I can't remember. Did Europe get uh, Ace Attorney Investigations too? No. Okay. I'm trying to remember what you guys got. One of them that we didn't, but I can't remember what. I don't think we got the same ones as you. Either way, I mean, games that are out in Europe that would be very easy to bring over digitally only. I right. mean, I mean there, are, there are not much much of those ones left. I mean, the only one currently is, I think, Last Window and Jam with the Band. Yeah. And then, yeah, you guys haven't gotten uh, Ace Attorney versus Late either. Well, none of us have because we're I'm, all. Yeah, I don't, don't know what the future with that is. So yeah, I I'm amazed that we haven't heard more about that. Honestly, 
Yeah, I, actually, yeah, honestly, so, with that game, yeah. I have no idea how well it's selling. I've seen it, like, in essentially bargain bins and stuff here already. And this came out in November, you know, so... Hmm. It has been doing okay, but not brilliantly well. Uh-huh. Cool. But uh, maybe it's time for asking him a question for a prize. I think so, too. Matt, are you ready to try to win a prize? Go for it. Welcome okay. to the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Here we go. Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, was released in 2006 on the Game Boy Advance. What console was it originally being developed for? A. Super Nintendo B. Game Boy Color C. Nintendo 64 DD D. GameCube uh, That'd be the 64, would it not? Yep, that's right. 64 DD, that's right. So, uh, what prize were you wanting to get? Because um, I think I the w- only thing we have chosen, we have one of the three gift cards, and then Final Fantasy VI. So. I will go with the gift card, probably. Okay. How I have no clue where my Famicom is. <laughs> cool, cool. So, okay, just um, get with Justin about this, and... Yeah, we can, you know, get you hooked up. You just give me information right. and stuff, so. All right, Matt. Well, thanks a lot for calling in. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a good rest of your night, day, whatever. Oh, yeah. All right. Later, man. Later. Cool, cool. Sorry. Just uh, clearing something up here. Okay. So, next up, we kind of have a semi, I guess, one more, <laughs> one more interactive type of feature that we're going to go on. And uh, Ty right now oh, is... Yeah. <laughs> what are we looking at on Twitch TV right now? If... <laughs> oh, uh, that would be the Cyber Dwarf body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cybernetic dwarf from outer space who is an expert on all things basketball. <laughs> However, he's, he suffered grievous injuries in his spacecraft uh, crash and now has basketball skin. Of course. His head Gamble is a luck. basketball. Hey, excellent! <laughs> and now you can cuddle with your very own cyber dwarf every night. <laughs> Oh, that is incredible. Um, Terrifying. He looks like he's just chilling out on the beach. So right on. Um, so next up, we have a segment here where we're going to be kind of taking a look at some cool retro uh, Japanese Nintendo gaming-related commercials. So if you're on the event page right now, and if you just look down at Twitch, you can see this dwarf <laughs> staring out at you. And uh, we're going to be running these commercials um, here in just a couple of minutes. So, Ty, are you ready to go with the first one? Yeah, you want to do the GoldenEye one first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like Ty just said, this first one is the Japanese commercial for GoldenEye, and so let's go ahead and give this a watch. Okay, well, let's see. If you're just listening, uh, it's twitch.tv slash supercatdrugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm running some rock and jam, so you can adjust your volume. <laughs> now, let me get this thing ready. 
And for those of the people that are looking on the site, this should just load up automatically as soon as you start playing it. Ah, yes. You should be seeing a thing? I see a thing. An N64. Moving! Yeah. It's haunted. It moves by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a mouse go, so that's totally inaccurate. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet you guys could see the mouse curse. Oh, there he is. <laughs> it's alive. Uh, okay, are you ready for this? I think yes. we're all ready. Really? Yes, sir. maybe. Are you ready? I'm not sure. Okay, let's go. Let's watch. Let's turn on the TV in <laughs> 1997, and yes. this greets us. Alright, should I know those guys? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I was kind of uh, thinking, too. Um, Minoru, so those are probably some Japanese celebrities, and I'm sorry, but my knowledge of Japanese celebrities from the mid to late 90s, uh, it's mm-hmm. a little off. So, mm-hmm. do you know uh, who these guys are? They um, are famous um, movie critics. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that kind of fits the theme. Yes. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> And I think this is kind of interesting because, you know, Nintendo still uses celebrities big time in a lot of their advertisements. Um, Even if you look at stuff, I remember when the 3DS first came out, a popular band, Arashi, they, Mm -hmm. uh, even at like the the first 3DS like public event that I went to, I mean, they had like pictures of these guys plastered all over the place looking like they're super amazed or something. It was, you know, kind of silly, but it's, it just kind of goes to show you even, you know, whatever 15 years later nintendo's still kind of doing the same type of thing with advertising here uh in japan and i think a lot of these commercials kind of show this and we have three total here today but uh yeah do you guys have anything else to say about um this golden eye commercial um, <laughs> okay it wasn't bad no it wasn't bad Actually, because, yeah, I think the first time I saw this was that... It still strikes me how similar it is to, like, uh, the commercials of the day. Oh, man, I probably shouldn't be showing that on the stream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, So, what... Boring notes. Yeah. (laughs) What we saw um, was basically the the, the two celebrities doing an introduction, um, doing the whole spiel of promoting the game. Then we have, like, a good amount of seconds of gameplay... And then it ends after celebrities again doing the final pose. They still do that stuff pretty much till this day. Exactly. exactly. So in in a sense, they have not changed, and it just that style works for them. So why not? I mean, even with like the recent one of Pikmin Three, they still use celebrity. Well, like a CGI Pikmin walks about around her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Well. Uh, Ty, if you're ready, let's go ahead and move on to the next commercial. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 
All right. All right. Let me just get things uh, add this fixed. Oh God. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. this is the first frame of the commercial. <laughs> now, if you look at frame two. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Y'all ready? Here we go. Oh, wait. Let me uh, mute this other one. Okay. And crank the volume on this one and hit play. This is pretty Pikachu. Oh man, I remember the log cutting game. That was amazing. Uh, what was this part with the lightning coming out of the cartridge again? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Oh, that face of the kid is the best perfect frame ever. Let's keep it on that. Um, yeah. So. So. Yeah. Uh, so wow. what we were looking at here I, I, was I, 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 Pokemon Stadium Two is a game with a lot of good memories, but I've never seen that commercial. Yeah, I, I just pulled this up, and I, I thought it was interesting because I mean, <laughs> Nintendo still does this. I mean, they showcase kind of you know, families playing games and stuff. I honestly don't know how plausible it is to say your grandpa is going to be playing Pokemon Stadium with you and getting that into it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just my grandpa. Another though. celebrity? Minota, who's that? No, man? I don't think so. Okay. This is, this is just a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love gaming with grandpa video games. <laughs> you know, it... it it made sense with the Wii, kind of with the N64. Uh, man, my grandpa can't do that. He can't play an N64. No way. <laughs> what? How do I hold this thing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think Look at it. Gamers it has three prongs, but I only have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, you guys have anything else to say about this? Any other comments about this strange old man and his family grandpa is confused let's see that lightning coming out of the cartridge again wow that's amazing (laughs) 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 i I wish wish my my game would call a cartridge just did that (laughs) oh god japan only (laughs) so (laughs) but uh it's uh an interesting fact about like the pokemon's uh stadium games in japan um you will notice it's not pokemon called pokemon stadium 2 um, mm-hmm. That is because it's actually the third one in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, fir- a first one on the N64, which barely had like old Pokemon in it. Like it had like s- yeah, thirty or something. It was yeah, just a really a really select amount. And like the second one had like all the proper ones. That was also the one like the first stadium which was released here in the West. And then the third one. Um, is of course Pokemon Stadium too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should have made that a trivia question. Uh, yeah, it might be in there. It, it's not. In there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ruined now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
so we have one more video that we want to watch here. So Ty's okay. going to go ahead and get that ready for us. Oh, God. It's happening again. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. The notes. The notes. Okay. There we go. Cyber Dwarf right. basketball skin. Uh, you, you are aware now that, uh, Ty, that you have to pay $5,000 to Danny? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you showed there if... Oh, I hear sound, but I don't see anything. Um, there you go. Guess what <laughs> this commercial is for? <laughs> for for toaster. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, new toaster. That's a cool looking toaster right here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn fine looking toaster. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> That's expensive as shit. <laughs> so that was quite an excited crowd. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I like how they were really trying to play up like all the different color controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the, that the whole crowd was vibrating as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My lord, a package was almost 9,000 yen. Yeah, yeah dude. Jesus. So, yeah, I wonder yeah, what the exchange rate would have been back then. Huh. Of, of ga- I assume they were gamers. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they were just hired people. They were just hired um, people. Ha- Come on. Yeah, with all of their N64 controllers watching a gigantic <laughs> screen to play the new Star Fox game. Mm-hmm. And this is Ryoko Hirose. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guys, okay. can, can we... Kinda, I do Guys, can we just not show the new Super Luigi U Japanese commercial? <laughs> Should we? <laughs> it's a wow. Somebody's excited to play this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the ad here. <laughs> this 90s idol wants yeah, to play Star did, did you see any other familiar faces? Like the no. guy to her right? Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. This is some surprise oh, little oh, uh, like, uh, d- d- yeah, we, we saw a notch. Yes, yeah, no, notch. Notch in Dangerous. And he looks like an Obama. Looks <laughs> 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 like Obama. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's wow. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> How about this guy? I I think he's also a comedian. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, there's a face in the middle. Let's see if I can get that freeze frame. Oh yeah, there oh. we go. There he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she she is also a comedian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So how just much? a bunch of comedians playing Star Fox. Yeah, I wonder how much money they get to appear for like let a fraction of a second. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. But I, f- I think they get paid with how wide they can open their mouths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just had the new Rumble Pack inserted as balls. Oh my God. Just let us know. Huh? Could be. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, you know, I have no idea how I'm going to try to translate this to uh, 
the recorded version of this because this is going to be kind of hard to do. <laughs> it, might well, I, a, I can, it might be just exclusive to uh, this version. I, I think yeah, so. I, I can save the archive off the stream. Okay, cool. Yeah, real talk. We should do the whole thing on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it would it probably would have started on time, but uh, <laughs> we, we, should, we should we should we should possibly just show the new Super Luigi U commercial. Yeah, I could sneak that in there. Sure. I can find it on YouTube. I, I post the link in the chat. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm working between two computers here. <laughs> it's it's it's, uh, it's it's on official a Nintendo official GP. Nintendo JP official. Okay. No, that's the trailer. That's a trailer from America. The trailer. Yeah. From oh America. yeah, you're seeing it right now. Yeah. On yeah. the stream because I didn't even put up the body pillow. <laughs> so I the Japanese one you say. Yeah. From from the Japanese from the Japanese um, channel, which is Nintendo JP official. I'll just type in the URL like a chump. Yeah. All right, let me crank this volume here. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Peach was fun. Mario. 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 So that's where you got that creepy animated GIF from, huh? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Awesome. So there you go. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so what do you think about the commercial then? I think that's ridiculous and awesome at the same time. <laughs> it's something else in the last three commercials we've seen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's the perfect way to end this section. <laughs> that Luigi. Cool. Always a winner. Yes. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this segment of Nintendo Retro CM Showcase. Um, this was awesome. I'm really glad how this turned out. And um, uh, just most, Mostly just so that we do your commercial. But yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> the chat is loving this. Yeah, awesome. Shout-outs to the chat. You guys are the best. Yes, exactly. All right, so well... Yeah, yeah we have time for callers. two more callers, and then we're going to go ahead and actually start wrapping up the show. So, if Justin would go ahead and start getting... Um, the, the calls baked. Exactly. And you can keep watching Body Pillows on uh, Ty's Twitch. Um, so, And Jesse's, Jesse's going to be coming in. Hello, Jesse. Greetings. You're from Video Game Tribune, that's right? Yes, VG Tribune. VG Tribune, okay, there it is. 
Cool. Yeah, because I, I recognize your name in the chat, and I think I follow you on Twitter too and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, good to have you on. Sweet. Good to be here. Well, do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, I kind of came up with a question while while waiting in queue. Um, whether you've seen it at E3 or not, or just anything you might have heard, is our what Nintendo game are you looking forward to? Um, Killer Instinct Three. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo game. Um, for me, that is Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, Watch Dogs. I, I, is, Watch Dogs is the game I'm looking forward to the most this year to play. Yeah, I know. And for I me, played it at E3, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I know for me too. I'm really, really looking forward to Watch Dogs and that, and also um, Assassin's Creed. Four Black Flag? Is that what it's called? Yar. Yar. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit burned down on the Assassin's Creed 4 game, on the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, so I'll probably get it, and if I get, if I hate it, well, then I'll never play an Assassin's Creed game ever again. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Assassin's Creed, but, like, I'm not even caught up on the series. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> play the multiplayer a lot in, uh, Brotherhood, mm-hmm. and... I went back to Assassin's Creed 1 to get all the flags because I'm a terrible human being. Oh, Jesus. Um, a, a game that's also coming to 3DS, but it's um, it's it's not, of course, made by Nintendo. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the Batman handheld game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I played it at uh, the full demo to E3 and I found that one really impressive. Mm-hmm. Is that game going to have like those Riddler trophies like uh, City and Asylum have it, had? That that I don't know. It's it, it's more of a, like a Metroid style game, but with the same stealth elements from like the previous entries. It's a, it's a weird mix and combination, but it's it's done by like former Retro Studios guys, and they put it well together, and the 3D looks great. It's um it's a very interesting title. I'm looking forward to hearing about it more. Cool. All right. Well, Jesse, do you want to try to win a prize? Sure. Okay. Let's see. Okay. What was the name of the satellite modem add-on for the Super Famicom that was released in 1995 in Japan? Is it A, Satellaview, B, Satellite Boy, C, Super Game Boy, D, N64, DD. Saddle of you, A. That's right. Awesome. Good job, good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Actually, uh, I did a paper several years ago about various connectivity in, in video games over the years, and uh, that was a specifically interesting topic because I'd never heard of it before up until mm-hmm. I researched it and added a lot of content to the paper. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fascinating device, and, man, I... Obviously, and since this, the services and the components of how that all put together basically turned into what we know of as the Super Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Super Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, the, it, the, it, it, it it all pieced together similar. Right, right, right. Okay. Hmm. Like yeah. the, the where the Super Game Boy, you have the Game Boy cartridge that goes on top. Mm-hmm. In so it's like a cartridge and a cartridge deal. Right. On the yeah. saddle saddle of you that you. Had it was something similar. It went into the cartridge slot as well as something on the bottom, and then there was a like an encryption key mini cartridge that goes on top that encrypted the signal from the satellite. Right, right, right. Exactly. 
Well, uh, Jesse, what would you like out of our list of prizes? Because I think we have, maybe Justin can correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have one gift card left <coughs> and then just a yeah. bunch of other stuff, like some games and I think T-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, that that Final Fantasy VI was one I was going to jump on, but I heard that one that one went quick. Yeah, that was the uh, first one. So, I think uh, the Mario World having that okay. would be interesting. Cool, and man, like like I was telling saying earlier on the show, I went over to my friend's house to test this out, and I turned on a Super Nintendo, and I think it just broke. <laughs> so I'm not sure if this works, but I mean it's with the box and manual, all that stuff. So it should be should be well, at least a yeah. cool collector's piece. Yeah, I don't I don't have a Super Famicom either. Just having the cartridge to be <laughs> cool for collecting. Cool, man. All right, Jesse. Well, thanks a lot, man. Well, thank you. All right. Okay. So. Nice man. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, for maybe get another caller. Yeah, Hopefully. we have one, one more, more caller, caller left, and Justin's going to go ahead and bring him in here momentarily. We're going to meet a person. And his name's Josh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was just performing waiting music for all. Uh... Oh, there we go. Josh. Yeah, I think I might know this Hello. guy. <laughs> yes, Josh, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> no, we're so How's excited going, to gentlemen? have you. Thank Josh, you. how you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. And uh, actually, uh, Josh is a good friend of mine. Um, we work together. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, Danny, it's it's interesting. Maybe you touched on my question. I have a technical question for you guys. Okay. Okay. You guys being the Nintendo experts, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a novice, really. <laughs> okay. But, I invented uh, video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then maybe you can help me out here. I have a, it's a technical question. Um, have you ever encountered where, you know, I've got a Super Famicom, and it's, it's a vintage, you know, it's, it's the real thing. And uh, I had a friend come over, and he turned it on, and apparently he, he, he just shorted the whole thing out and destroyed it. And <laughs> is this a common occurrence in older consoles? No. Consoles like uh, you know the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, um, mm-hmm. they're they're built out of uh, Nintendium. They're indestructible. <laughs> but the the part that we'll usually give first is actually the AC adapter. So, have you tried a different AC adapter? I have not. I have not. I, I, okay. Maybe I can give that a try. Um, yeah, give that know. a try because like. Um, I have a whole bunch of old Nintendos, and all the systems have long since outlived their AC adapters. Hmm. Okay, so maybe maybe it's not the actual console. It might be just a, the, the, the old AC adapter. Yeah, especially, you know, it sounds like that since the power just died. Yeah. And I guess it won't turn on, I imagine. Well, you know, I should, I should clarify, you know, it was kind of glitchy to begin with because... 
I only have a handful of games, and my favorite is Super Metroid, uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome if you if you guys haven't played it. I've played video games. Yep. <laughs> what about this specific video game, Super Metroid? Ever heard of it? <laughs> no, man. I, I, I play the Super <laughs> Metroid. Yeah, it's, is that like it's, Halo? It's a little bit like Halo. In fact, I think Halo really has a lot of explaining to do as far as, you know, kind of ripped off Super Metroid, but it's a fantastic game, and, you know, you save your progress, and, you know, I beat it several times, and then, I, you know, I turned on the Nintendo one time and said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I have one question. Do you save this progress to the cloud? <laughs> Is that a question? Is it cloud? I always thought it was clown. <laughs> well, anyway, um, the Super Nintendo, uh, it, it would randomly erase my progress sometimes. Does that uh-huh. happen to you guys? No. Yeah, no, there could no. be problems sometimes no. with faulty, well, not the Super Nintendo doing it, but if it's like a faulty save battery, I mean, stuff just doesn't save properly or just disappears mysteriously. And you can actually replace the stuff, but it's. Well, yeah. I, don't, I mean, you know, I guess it's. It's kind of unreasonable to expect, you know, a machine that's over 20 years old to work perfectly, so maybe I should just get a new one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, I really would like to continue playing Super Metroid. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You you have a... Is this a Japanese Super Famicom? Yes. Okay, which country are you in? Well, I'm in Japan. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of I kind of know this. That's guy. right. You said you you work together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and and the the individual that unfortunately I don't know if his body was just so electrically charged because he's you know he, that that he shorted out my Famicom. Well, it was it was Dan. Danny. <laughs> oh, Dan. Well, 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 his body's ready. So I think so. So. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like I said, I'm not super, you know, I'm not really, um, in the, I don't know a whole lot about video games, but I thought I'd at least try to answer a trivia question. Okay. In, in case one of the prizes is a new Super Famicom console, is that? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no. <laughs> you could look at the list prize, the pri- list of prizes on our event page if there's anything that you want. Um well, how many got, how many win. have you given away? Uh, quite a few things. Um, Free. Gave away okay. some gift cards. Gave away two Super Famicom games. Um, Whoa! Yeah. Four. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. I'll, if you have any more trivia questions, I'll, I'd like to try. But like I said, don't don't laugh at me if I don't know the answer. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So I'll try to pick out. Okay. about this the Donkey Kong Country series has seen a number of different Kongs throughout the years what was the name of the giant infant gorilla that was Dixie Kong's sidekick in Donkey Kong Country 3 oh I know this I should give you you the uh, answers Uh, A. Baby Kong B. Kitty Kong C. King K. Rule D. Chunky Kong. Well, I don't know the answer at all, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chunky Kong because I just like the idea of somebody being named Chunky. 
<laughs> Actually, the the answer is B, Kitty Kong. Chunky Kong is apparently his brother or something weird. But well, I'm I'm sorry that I lost, but I'm happy that Chunky Kong exists. <laughs> cool. I only that's, I only that, remember that's your prize. Mm-hmm. I, I only remember Diddy Kong. Is that yeah? Is that, a, is that a name or is that something I'm misremembering? Nope, that's definitely a thing. So, <laughs> Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, oh, man, it's too bad. Oh, I see the list of prizes that are remaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know, had I, had I won, mm-hmm. I would have selected the T-shirt. Because even though there's no way in hell I'll fit into a medium... <laughs> uh, you know, it, it'd probably be good to have smaller shirts around in case, you know, in case I ever have a, a house guest staying over the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, Josh. You could use the boost stress ball for yourself. Yeah, there's a boost stress ball. Oh, that yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah. Well, but. Who, who couldn't use a stress ball? We could all use a stress ball. Exactly. exactly. All right. All right, dude. Well, thanks for calling in, Josh. Oh, it's all right, man. I just chunky, man. I'm so embarrassed. I blew it. I blew it. <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. I blew it on live thought. podcast. Nintendo is kidding. I blew it on live podcast in front of everybody. How embarrassing! Oh, well. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, it happens. Well, cool. all right. Well, you guys have a good rest of the show. I'm gonna go Google Chunky Con. <laughs> all right. It's Later, dude. Images. All right. See you. Later. All right. <laughs> I feel kind of well, bad that no, that no one won that shirt because I really wanted to give away that shirt. Well, you can just send it to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or I, 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 kidding. we can throw just one question into to the chat, and the first guy who gets it gets the shirt and the stress ball. Could ooh, we could do that. Yeah, let's do okay. that. Okay. Well, shit. Let's end the show with one other question. And yeah, we have a couple of people, couple of people biting in there. Um, let me see. Okay, this might be a good question. So, those of you listening in the chat, um, maybe I'm trying to think because you know there is a little bit of a delay sometimes. So I hope that this isn't going to uh, really <laughs> affect this too much. But anyways, let's just go ahead and do this. So the question is. And please don't answer until I'm done saying all of the answers. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you can oh, this is going to go terribly. I know. <laughs> That's fine. We'll, we'll give it a try. <laughs> um, so, here we go. What game was the U.S. and European, Australian Super Mario Bros. 2 based on that was only released in Japan? A. Pokemama Now. B. Doki Doki Panic. C, Do Re Mi Fantasy. D, Adventure Island. And now we're going to wait for answers in the chat. Well, it's easy and everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Well. So, Nox Tono, I think. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tonox we have a winner. Tono. Mr. and Miss Tonox Tono, you are a winner. So please contact Justin Baker at just.bake on Skype. 
and uh, uh, or in the chat. Yeah, or in the chat. Just let them know so we can get all your information so that you know we can get you out a prize of your choosing. So. Yeah, so I think that's actually going to go ahead and bring the show to a close this time. I know Minoru is maybe a little bit busy. He has to get going. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and give out our Twitter handles, and we're just going to go ahead and just end the show on that. So you can follow me on Twitter at, at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y, B-I-V. Um, Ty, what's your Twitter handle, dude? It's Super Cat Drugs. All the drugs and all the cats. One word. And Don. My Twitter handle is Nintendan. That is N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N. Um, I t- tweet about Nintendo games. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and um, sometimes about football, but it's not a football season because that one has just ended. Our mm. team ended at the horrible ninth place in a competition of the 18. So... That's going extremely well for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go us. Um, <laughs> for the rest, I have been tweeting last week about various street bus things, so you can find all great videos, including like stuff of the the gamepad stuff I played in Wii Party U, um, and of course for F1 Waystars Stars on Wii U. So go mm-hmm. check that one out, those out, and well, yeah, uh, follow me around if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. Would be nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Minoru. And my Twitter handle is NWR underscore Minoru. Cool. All right. So follow us on Twitter. Um, be sure to listen to all the other podcasts we have here on NWR. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm going to try to get out another version of this uh, <laughs> edited and stuff like that out there for those of you who couldn't catch the whole episode. So uh, you can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, until next month, Fammy Crew out. Well, you finally, you finally said it. You finally said Fammy Crew out. <laughs> I did. So I'm going to go ahead and cut off the stream now. So later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for 